0: disco out today but we're still gonna have a good time it's gonna be fun right tom oh yeah it's always a fun time is that elvis that you put in front of your
1: seat i know no one can see it but it is elvis it's a since i just moved here a lot of my stuff came my wife and I stuff came from la and one of my most prized
0: possessions is elvis little but he's, he's very shaky he's, yes he's... <laughs> Some There was lots of new treats all over this morning when I came in. Um, I don't know if Disco saw him. He was here doing some camera work this morning, but he'll see him tomorrow. Uh, We got a lot going on today. We're going to get to it. Make sure that you come on over and join us on Rumble if you haven't. If you're not there right now, it's rumble.com forward slash Drew Burquist. Make sure you hit that subscribe button once you get over there. So there was a vote today. There was... A vote today, a a single vote. It didn't go to the second, unless it's happening right now and we're missing it. I don't know. We're with you. But there was some drama on the Hill. Speaker of the House vote happening. Didn't go well. Didn't go well. Showed a lot of the problems that we have on the GOP side of the House. We're going to get to that. We're going to tell you who voted against Jim Jordan. Who's holding things up? We're going to get into Israel. Of course, there's some, some news there. Biden visiting tomorrow. You've got a summit with the Mideast leaders. Mahmoud Abbas not meeting with Biden anymore. We'll tell you why. That just got canceled. We're also going to discuss, as you might expect, after Israel and the House Speaker vote, Seinfeld. Did you know we were talking Seinfeld? No, I didn't, but now I'm very excited. We're going to. It doesn't make any sense. I promise it will later. (laughs) We're going to get to it. We've got some bad news on robots. And then... (laughs) Well, it depends on what you think bad news is. There... (laughs) It's bad. It's not good. It's not good. And then Gretchen Smith, our good friend who is the founder of Code of Vets, does so much for homeless veterans, veterans who are struggling to pay their bills, veterans who are struggling with PTSD or other issues. She doesn't take a penny. She never has. She's going to come on tonight. She's going to join us, talk about all the amazing things that they're doing with that, as well as—she's in Taiwan, by the way, so we'll talk about Taiwan, her views on what's happening there, obviously— A a potential Chinese invasion of of Taiwan is is out there, it's something that could happen at any time now. But before we get into all of that, guys, please give my friends over at American Alternative Assets a call. Bidenomics is not working. I don't know if you've checked your bank account. I'll check it for you. It's not working. The U.S. dollar is losing value, and your hard-earned savings are at risk. But you can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. All you got to do is call 833, the number two USA Gold. That's 833 287 2465 or visit protectfrombiden.com. Okay, let's kick things off the way that we do here. Actually, we didn't do it this way yesterday, but let's kick things the way that we do around here with depressing news that's happening around the globe. This is News Cruise. said yesterday ahead of the vote. Everyone, you know, is it Scalise? Is it Jordan? Is it one of these other randos out there? Jim Jordan says yesterday that we need to come together. The GOP, the the Republican caucus as a whole needs to come together and get this right. That would be amazing. Uh, Not so capable of doing that. This was his comment yesterday ahead of today's vote.
2: You st- uh will
3: you go to the floor, even if you don't have 270 we'll votes to locked tomorrow. down? That's, the only, that's how our system, our great system works. Um, and we will go to the floor tomorrow. Um, it's not about pressuring anybody, just about we got to have a speaker. You can open the house and do the work of the American people and help our dearest and closest friend Israel if you don't have a speaker. So we get the speaker, we, we get the house open, and we get to work on uh, the resolution and, and supplemental for, for Israel. Um, and we get back to work for the American people. And that's what I'm committed to doing. And I think it's going to happen tomorrow. Because you had said before you want to have 217 first. Well, I, I do think that's that's ideal. But uh, as one of my colleagues in the room, I don't know if, if there's any way to ever get that in the room. Mm-hmm. I would love that. But I think the only way to do this is the way the founders intended is you uh, you have the vote tomorrow. Um, we've set it for 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel real good about it. Well, you have more than one ballot if you don't get to 217 on the 1st. Yeah, we're going to elect the speaker tomorrow. That's that's uh, that's what I think is going to happen. we got to come together. We, we have to unify. We have to come together.
0: So they didn't come together. <laughs> that didn't happen. I love Jim's optimism. I don't know how you have optimism in D.C. anymore these days. Uh, so So kudos to him. For that, by the way, hi to everyone coming in. Barb, Texas Panhandle, Mike, Andy, all of you guys. Judy, good to see you. Um, but we didn't have any kind of unity. In fact, it, it, it I would argue it went worse than I thought it would. Round one was a colossal failure. You had 20 GOP members vote for someone other than Jim Jordan and then an additional person who just didn't, didn't show up. They were at a funeral. I mean, that's a pretty good excuse. That's a good excuse. Yeah. That's a good excuse. Fair point. Fair point. But 21, 21 people did not vote for Jim Jordan in, in its entirety. And I'll, I'll read you the list because I'm a good guy. You've got Representative Kay Granger, who voted for Steve Scalise. Jake Elsey, both of those from Texas, by the way, voted for Mike Garcia. Uh, they were flying buddies. That's why he did it. Tony Gonzalez voted for Scalise. You had Rep Bacon. Lots of attention on Representative Bacon out of Nebraska Never seen so much heat and negativity towards Bacon. And if we're not talking about this fella and you bring that nastiness up in here, you're right. going to get your ass kicked <laughs> because Bacon is a, is a treasure. But but not in this, not instance. in this instance. In this instance, it is not a treasure. Representative Bacon out of Nebraska voted for McCarthy, who McCarthy, by the way, voted for Jim Jordan. Lori Chavez de of Oregon voted for McCarthy Uh, Anthony D'Esposito of New York voted for Lee Zeldin. You had uh, Diaz-Ballart, who voted for Scalise. Garbarino, who voted for Zeldin. Jimenez, McCarthy. Kelly, Pennsylvania. John James of Michigan voted for Cole. Jennifer Kiggins, McCarthy. Nick LaLota, Zeldin. A lot of the New York folks voted for Zeldin. Lawler, McCarthy. LaMalfa, McCarthy. Lawler. McCarthy, John Rutherford, right here in Jacksonville, Ugh. voted for Scalise. John, and it's not that he voted for Scalise. I don't necessarily have a massive problem with Scalise. I just, John is, is really kind of disappointed me. He did some good things here in town, but he's kind of disappointed me now. We're going have to have to have a conversation about that. Michael Simpson of Idaho voted for Scalise. You had uh, Victoria Sparts who, who voted for Massey, and then Steve Womack voted for Scalise. Uh, uh, Bill Arcus. I don't even know how you say that joker's name. Who's Fuse funeral guy's name what uh Gus <laughs> Deliarchus. he's from Florida. Yes. He's not from this it part sounds of Sounds
1: Greek. I would say probably like the Tarpon Springs area.
0: Okay. That's you very sp- I mean, that's very specific. <laughs> that's a, that's
1: a great. Well, Tarpon Springs has the largest uh, Greek population in the state of Florida, so just judging by his name. I know you're not supposed to judge, but Yeah, but we no, so, we, you know, it, it, it's a very careful guess that I'm making.
0: Uh, And I think it's a wise one. I think it's a wise one. (laughs) Anyways, point being, you had 20, call it 21 people who didn't vote. We don't know where Gus would have voted. But you had 21 people who did not vote for Jordan. He could only allow missing five votes. And so, obviously, we've got a wide gap there. They went to take a break. Again, we're spending time with you. We'll we'll throughout the show look at what's going on with that. Whether they get back in there today or it goes into tomorrow is, is TBD. But... It was a disappointing day, and what it shows is, is you've got 20-plus people—let's just call it 20. Let's give Gus a break—but 20 people who are not listening to what America wants in this particular case. They're entitled to have their opinions, absolutely, but you got to remember—and and, and there's reports about how, how the phone lines were blowing up in D.C. like they've never seen before— I'm not a fan of calling and heckling people. I hate it when they do it to me, but I do understand that's part of the process, and apparently the lines were, were rather full today, but you, these, it's not about what you want, any of the 20 names I just listed. It is about what your constituents want. That is how this works. I know it's hard to remember this, but you work for us. And, and as Tom and I talk about all the time, we go to these events all the time. You see them. They think that they are frickin' members of Motley Crue back in the day, which would be amazing. Yes. But they're not. They're elected officials who are supposed to be serving the American people, and, and somehow that's, they've lost sight of that. And, and I'm not saying that's how, how and why all the 20 people got to this particular point in today's case. But I, I will say they're not listening in, in a lot of those cases. You, you can't go to those states, a lot of the states that these people are from, uh, not the New York ones and, and some of the—but you, you look at the Floridas, you look at the folks from Texas, you look, and you look at how they voted on so many other issues, it's like, come on, like, you're, you're, you're right there with us. Why wouldn't you do this? You don't have to like everything Jim—I Jordan don't like everything Jim Jordan does. But, but, but just voting against that, a spite— and making this close and putting the potential out there where you get a Hakeem Jeffries or someone from the other side, uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense, which is why it, it makes perfect sense, and it's why it's, it's happening. And again, if it goes the absolute worst-case scenario here, which I don't think it will, and you get a Hakeem Jeffries in there, and people say, oh, my gosh, but he's a Democrat. Guys, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change a damn thing. What have we done <laughs> with the Republican-controlled House? Nothing. So— it, it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, um, but, but it does matter in terms of these individuals, their seats, what's going to happen for them if they, if they stay, stick hard to this and be ready to be primaried. Um, it, it just was all, all, all in a disappointing day, I thought, for, for the Republicans.
1: Oh, 100 percent. And with these 20, you see that they're they're content being the Washington generals. Nothing is going to change. They just want to be in there as a pretend opposition party where they're just going to go along to get along. And they're so pissed off at the eight and especially uh, Matt Gates. They're right. extremely upset with him. So they want to do everything in their power to prove to Matt that he has no power. And so th- this is sort of the power dynamic that we see that's happening within the party there, at least within the House, is the fact that you have these eight, led by Matt Gates, who got McCarthy out, and now if they get Jim Jordan in, the other these twenty will see that as a victory for these eight, and they can't have that. Right. They need to crush these eight, and that's why you see
0: them doing this. Well, and the other thing that uh, you, you and I were talking about this earlier today, that enrages me about this. Everything about what all these people do enrages me. But you have this failed vote. Neither person, neither side has the numbers. You you go and you take a recess and you say, hey, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about things amongst ourselves. We're going to come back and vote again and hope it's a different thing. I don't get why people don't spend enough time and attention on that particular part of the process, because what is happening is, okay, U-20 didn't vote for us. And then there's some on the other side, too, who are saying, OK, you voted against us, uh, us, the 20. What do we need to do to get you here? And everyone's you know, trying to get these favors done. And then you see people switch and they come back. It's like, oh, well, now we now we only lost by seven. It's like, well, po- hold on. I'm pissed that you voted the, the way you did in the first place. Right. But what were you just given to change over the course of 30 minutes or five hours or 24 hours because that you know that's how dc works you know that's how 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 it's the gamesmanship that's happening there right and and people should have some concerns with with how quick they flip and how quick they change too and this is and it's not new this is how they play the game they've always played the game this way but but that that's alarming to me
1: yeah it, well that, that's exactly how the game's played you know if you want to get some of these votes you're going to have to say okay the next appropriations bill that comes out you know, my district is in desperate need. Well, not in desperate need because nobody's really desperate. But, you know, I promised this one lobbying group, you know, $300 million. I need – or $30 million. I need to get that $30 million. So in the next bill that comes out, can you guarantee me that that will be in there? Right. Because then, you know, my, my backers will be happy and everybody will be happy. And I can be reelected again to be in the club. It's yeah. all about – getting into the club and then staying in the club yeah and that's what we're seeing on display right now it doesn't none of these people with the exception of maybe 10 if that if that actually care about the country the rest of them just care about getting reelected and making sure that their donors are happy by them pulling back in the pork that they promised them to
0: get into office yeah no absolutely that that's that we talk about all the time. That's absolutely the case. It's a sobering reality to hear and and think about and and discuss. But it's that's just where we are as a country. Well, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes the rest of today. We'll see where it goes into tomorrow, the rest of the week, however long this takes, however many votes it takes. I, I don't I don't know at this point. I mean, you, you you know that you you couldn't afford to lose more than five votes on the GOP side of the house. You lost twenty. 21 without Gus like that's a huge gap right to cover I, I didn't think it would be as high as
1: it would you know the, I didn't get a chance to look into all these people who voted against uh, um, Jordan but just because we we're here in Jacksonville I looked up John Rutherford in 2022 John Rutherford was brought up on ethics charges and so my kind of sneaking suspicion is it's leverage man it's the go along to get along
0: Possibly. You know? I mean, but who has – well, I mean, I guess not everyone's brought up right. on Right, and him, I'm not saying that's the reason for his, for, you know, for his
1: vote – but, you know, he voted for he voted for Scalise and Scalise is more of the old, you know, Washington General's style of Republicans that that we've been used to for the last 30 years. So with all the I'm sure he's not. I'm sure Rutherford's no different than the rest of the people on there that have some sort of leverage they think can be used against them. And they don't want that to happen because yeah. they want to go along to get
0: along. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, let's transition to another issue. Scalise, by the way, uh, killed himself last week with his comments on Ukraine. There were some other issues with him. Uh, I, I'm not totally opposed to the guy. I don't hate the guy, anything like that. But he hurt himself big time with some of his comments on that. But from that war to another war we go with Israel, you've got Biden who is who is set to go tomorrow. And, and um, this is last year. Let's not play this clip, Disco, but you can show that pic. Maybe just pop that. Yeah, just Actually, just skip it. Just skip it. But— He's set to go tomorrow, which, again, why we're announcing when the leader of the free world—even though he's not really the leader of the free world—is uh, is going to show up is, is befuddling to me. I don't quite get that from, from a national security perspective, from an operational security perspective. But, nonetheless, that's happening. And he was going to meet with, with several world leaders over there, several leaders within the Middle East, including Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas, who's now backed out of said meeting with the president just hours before, and the news broke after a hospital was struck in Gaza, killing reportedly 500-plus people. What the exact numbers are, I don't know. Devastating nonetheless. Um, But you had this event. Everyone's talking about it now. And everyone is speculating, which I would remind everyone, are you there, were you the one who fired said rocket or or, was involved in this particular operation? If the answer is no, then shut the hell up. Uh, you, you don't exactly know what's going on. That's why there's the term fog of war. Fog of war. Exactly, there is. Now, it does seem, of course, Palestine is suggesting Israel did this. They killed 500-plus of our people. And also Rashida Tlaib and Il- Ilhan Omar. And, well, all the, the squad members, yeah. Right. Rashida Tlaib came out, is blaming the U.S. government and Joe Biden for this, going after her own, saying that if right. you had de-escalated things— fought for a ceasefire or something like that this wouldn't have happened but here's the deal first of all that's that's total bullshit and you know it um but it, there's a lot of reports now suggesting which makes sense you see the trajectory of it you see where it came from you see video of it um and i did did you pull that in disco i'm, I'm talking to you as if you're here but if you did there's the night footage of that 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 editor that we sent but there's there's footage we, of uh, it and there's a lot of say that again
2: let me pull it in sorry okay
0: yeah, just be and it's there is muted. You can just play it as B-roll. But there's a lot of there's a lot of um, discussion and and kind of the prevailing logic now as the day has gone on that it was actually a Hamas rocket fired at Israel that failed. Right. And ended up killing their own people. This, this reminds this smacks a lot. Of that uh, Ukrainian
1: rocket that was fired into Poland and killed the two Polish farmers. And, and Zelensky is like, you know, this is an incursion down a NATO country where they killed two, two, two citizens of a NATO country. NATO's got to intervene and come into the fight. And it's like, whoa, bro, slow your roll, man, because if, because he, he's trying to, in that instance, he was trying to escalate everything. And the same thing with this, you know, with the Palestinians coming out and saying, oh, it was Israel that did this that all that does is try and curry favor with people is it, in the us especially I think in other Western countries who they're trying to pull them in and 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 back the Palestinians in this yeah. and saying okay there's a ceasefire even though this was a provoked attack that we did but let you know let's let
0: cooler heads prevail right no I yeah probably but but you I mean uh, <laughs> You see the response to this, and, and Rashid is the perfect example of it. You see, she she lost her stuff today over it, she's blaming everyone under the sun, saying if we'd had a cease ceasefire, this wouldn't have happened. But, but she she's been wrong on most most everything on this. To no surprise of anyone, I, I would say everything. Everything. I, I was trying to I was trying to be, <laughs> I was trying, d- to trying, trying to be, to more
1: be d- diplomatic and nice. That woman deserves none of that.
0: No, I agree. She doesn't. She's an awful human being. But, but she's been wrong on all of this, and and we've talked about how you've had Hamas saying, well we'll, we'll, well, we'll do a ceasefire if you're open to it. But as I said yesterday, and we said after the events of October 7th and all, you don't get to do what you did and then say you're open to a ceasefire and expect a ceasefire. You just don't. And, if, and, and honestly, think about it. Think about it. If, if, if Israel did that, Hamas, Palestine, Islamic Jihad— the group there in Gaza, uh, extremists everywhere. They win if you don't do that. I, 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 that's just that's just how it is if you're like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're going to stop defending ourselves and getting revenge for the most awful attack since the Holocaust on the Jewish people. We'll just—we'll back down. We'll back down. Let's get a coffee together. Do you think
1: Biden's trip is in some way trying to slow roll the, the ground attack and also— more, more or less, acting as like the his own ceasefire
0: by being there. I don't know, because it could go either way, right? I mean, you could say that it it benefits them. We had this discussion earlier too. You could say it benefits them to have a more active hot war. I mean, obviously, it's a hot war between Israel and Ham- and Hamas, but between the broader Middle East and having the U.S. and Western forces involved. You could say it benefits them going into an election year. So you could I I could go either way. I think, yes, because of just so many other policies that he's made. But but I don't I don't know. I don't know. But I, I will say this. There needs to be retribution for this. I don't want this to be a bigger, broader Middle East war. I don't know if that can be stopped at this point, if I'm being honest with you. I don't want us sending troops there. We're going to. I guarantee you my friends are, are probably there right now. But, like, I don't want it to be a bigger, overt campaign. But I do think that there has to be retribution. You fuck around, you find out. There's got to be some sort of apocalyptic change that happens in in response to what they did. And, and if you think that's wrong, then put yourself in that situation where some something that you've seen on video, and if you haven't seen it, then, then don't look for it because there's awful stuff out there. But imagine— you being the husband and seeing that happen to your wife, your, your children, your daughters, your, your brothers, and, and, and feel differently. And it's, tr- and it's a tricky thing, too, right? I mean, it's a tricky thing as a, as a, as a believer saying that. But as, as someone who's also experienced war and someone who's fought against extremists like this, you, you don't change things or end things by just being like, we're not going to do anything. We're, we're back. No, you you got to go hard to the hoop. Yeah, because if there are no consequences
1: for actions, the actions are going to take place again.
0: Yeah, and people argue they still. Well, if you do that, and that's 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 true. Okay, well, Drew, you guys just killed this guy's father. Now his children are going to come after you, and you've started another generation of terror. Okay, well, that's that's true. You're right. There's there's that argument to be made. Uh, but but you can't do nothing, and that's just how it is. And and then you talk about that region of the world. And you talk about kind of. The feuds that are there and the hatred that they have for us there, you're not going to stop that anyways. Right. So you've got to do something to defend yourself. And if you're in my old job, it's like, well, then this is fun. We get to keep playing because we did this and now they're going to be mad. So we get to keep playing. I'm not in that anymore. But but. But it, it, uh, you're absolutely right. There has to be consequences or it just continues. Because if, with no consequences, the next step is escalation, no matter what right.
1: the behavior is. And we see the, we're see we seeing this playing out in, in uh, California with w- what they've done with shoplifting, where it's $900 and below. So it started off with drugstores. All the drugstores are pretty much shut in downtown L.A. and downtown San Francisco. And so now what we're seeing is an an escalation. You're now seeing more like uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, getting higher-end um, equipment stolen out of there that's also going to be under $1,000. But you're also seeing... You know, jewelry stores, where it's going above and beyond $1,000 because the criminals are becoming a lot more brazen because they know that there are no consequences. Right. And just, you know, it, it, that just being a, 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 a small little snapshot of what life is like when people act out of societal norms when it comes to their actions and there are no consequences. Like I was saying before, it just escalates from there. And I think the same can be said with terrorism. If you get, you know, we, when I was a kid, the, uh, one of the, one of my basketball coaches always said, take what the defense gives you. And I've, I've repeated that my entire life in business and sports, whatever, it's just, it makes sense. And I got to think it's the same
0: thing for a terrorist. You got to take what the defense gives you and exploit their weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you're right, but I think it's also, it's, look, it's going to be, as we talked about yesterday with Colonel Manus. It's it's going to be tough. This this battle, they are, are better equipped Israel, yes. They are better trained, yes. Some of those those folks are, are outstanding within IDF and, and, and Mossad and, and, and all that they've got going in their national security apparatus. But what they're walking into in Gaza is going to be straight up nasty. It's all that rubble, oh my all gosh, those bro.
1: burned out buildings. Yeah. Uh, you tell me, would you look at that? Do you see hiding places for snipers in some of those oh. buildings or IEDs planted? You know? The
0: amount of people who are who are going to have an IED clack off underneath them, the amount of people who are going to look over and see their, their, their colleague get sniped, it's, it's, it's going to be substantial. It's going to be substantial. It's going to be straight up nasty. It just is. There's no two ways about it. War is nasty in the first place. But that environment, we showed it to you yesterday. Wow. I, yeah, I, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you, when, the
1: fir- when the first drone shots came in, I was thinking to myself, uh-oh.
0: Yeah, here it is. Let's play it again. I mean, this right here, this, th- and there's more scenes like this. You, you, you... <laughs> Look and, all- and underneath this too, keep in mind, there's th- upwards of 300 miles of tunnels. Right. That Hamas has there. Now, some of the entry points and, and openings probably covered by debris, but likely not destroyed underneath. So there I, it, it is. It is not going to be good. And Israel knows that and there's a lot of people saying, well, why is this invasion getting slowed down? Is it because Iran's threatening? Is it because Biden's coming over? Well, it's probably all those things to an extent, but it's pro- probably also commanders and folks who are strategizing being like, well, shit, like this isn't <laughs> good. Right. Well, I mean, we're we're sending our people into the hornet's nest here. So uh, it, it's going to be fascinating. And, I, and fascinating is probably the bad—not the right term, but it's going to be a very, very hostile, very, very um, dangerous and, and violent environment for sure. So you've got conversation going on uh, about the summit, right? You've got uh, King Abdullah, who's, who's going to meet. You've got uh, Egypt. You've got Biden— you were, you were going to have some other um, Biden and a boss meeting. But you've got these folks meeting, and they're going to discuss the ceasefire. They're going to discuss s- some of the different elements that go into the current conflict, where it could go as a broader conflict, or where it could maybe slow down. And and that, uh, that needs to happen, of course, at some level. But one of the issues with it is, and, and another reason it's probably slowed down, is because people are trying to figure out what to do with some of the quote-unquote innocent civilians, of which there probably are some who are who are in, in Palestine. And you've got King Abdullah here of Jordan saying, yeah, us and Egypt, he's like, I think I can speak for Egypt and others. We're not taking anyone in.
4: Take a listen. Just part of the question on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan. And I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, um, uh, Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt. That is a red line, uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. De
1: facto issue for their countries. What does that mean? <laughs> I think we know what that means because yeah. Qatar had the same problem where they, where they expelled all the Palestinians that they had because they were sick of them organizing and getting together and wreaking havoc on the streets. And Jordan and Egypt don't want that to happen in their country. No,
0: no. Well, I, you, 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 I think it was yesterday we talked about this. But you got to remember, for everyone who's like, well, someone's got to take them. Well, remember, no one has wanted them for a long time. Not just just for shits and gigs. Like there is a reason that there has been this discussion. It's the reason that King Abdul is bringing this up. We've seen how this goes yeah. when we bring them in. So yeah, no, we're not he's, doing it.
1: He's like these people are crazy. Yeah,
0: and there's no way that I'm bringing this mess into my country. Right, especially during a time of war. It's like yeah. it's like what we're doing here. Like you be bringing people in. It's 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 insane. But you've got that happening. So they're gonna meet. Egypt, Jordan, other—at least those two in particular—not going to take in refugees. Then you've got the whole Iran situation, right? They've talked about, hey, if you go into Gaza, this is going to get worse, and we're going to have to retaliate. Well, they've stepped it up even more now to the point where they're saying, just the thought of you going into Gaza, we might launch a preemptive strike, Iran on Israel, which would obviously escalate things quite significantly— right? Not just even there, but this would cause concern for others. Allies going to step in and say, hey, Iran, even though we know you were behind what Hamas did, even though we know that you're behind what Hezbollah and other groups throughout the region do all the time, we, we kind of, as an international community, and I don't know why we do, frankly, give you a pass, a little slap on the wrist, but if you straight up attack Israel as, as Iran, whether it's IRGC Quds Force, whether it's whatever it is, that escalates things big time. And Israel's not going to go quietly into the night and not respond to Iran. So however you want to slice it up, and however you want to describe it, this thing goes from Hamas slash Palestine versus Israel to Iran versus Israel to full on Middle East war to Lord knows what else. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not a good ending. No, it's not especially if
1: there's no way to de-escalate this, it it doesn't end well with any scenario.
0: Well, and you've got too, then there's reports. So there's that, right? There's Iran. Let's just keep with, let's just keep with the good news, shall we? You've got Iran saying that we might do a preemptive strike and, or if we don't do a preemptive strike, if you go into Gaza, which they're going to go into Gaza, we're going to retaliate. And then you've got Hezbollah, who's Iranian, you know, funded, trained, equipped, all that kind of stuff. In Lebanon who is is already kind of doing some stuff up there, but you've got the White House saying that if Hezbollah attacks Israel, that they're going to discuss and or do a U.S. military response. That's not good, because that's likely going to happen. Right. There's no way—I uh, mean, there's probably a way, but there's almost no way Hezbollah does not get involved in this in a bigger role. Right? Oh, they want to get in. They want to get in, and they want— <laughs> They, they probably want Israel and IDF to go into Gaza. Hey, you guys, you guys head west, west-southwest. We're going to go ahead and attack you from the north once you do that. And that puts them in a predicament, which is what I think the U.S. and the Pentagon is, is saying in this situation. But there's all this to say, merry early Christmas. There's so many points of failure here where it can escalate. And my big concern is always escalation. Uh, and and this, is, this would be a doozy of, a, of an escalation either way you slice it, whether Iran gets involved, we get involved, or we, God forbid, both get involved. So we'll see. Re- uh, another report that came out today, you've got senior Hamas terrorists who told Richard Engel over at NBC that it's willing to—this is kind of like the, the ceasefire thing. But he's this 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 particular Hamas um, leadership figure said that it's that they are willing to release all civilian hostages within one hour if if Israel stops the Gaza airstrikes and basically backs off. I. this is like you know a a kid
1: walking up to you like if if you're in school and a kid walks up to you and sucker punches you or if you're at a bar and you get sucker punched and you turn around and you're like i'm gonna beat the ever-living dog shit out of you and the guy's like you know what wait a second let's you know let cooler heads prevail and it's like no 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 you started this i'm gonna finish it by you know wiping up the floor with your ass and it's like, no, we need to talk about this. And it's like, in the meantime, you know, you're bleeding from your nose because your nose is probably broken. Right. And everyone around is saying, no, 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 you know, let, let's not have any more violence going on. And it's like, oh, no, I need to save face and I need to let everybody know that I'm not going to take this. And so it's just it what it does in that situation is the person who initiates the sucker punch all of a sudden becomes the victim now in the victim oppressor Olympics that we have, right? (laughs) Because the guy with the bloody nose, you know, he's looked at as the oppressor. He's about to turn around and, you know, stomp a mud puddle in his ass. And everyone's like, no, you know, you shouldn't do that. Let's have some restraint. Then it goes back to that person who initiated the sucker punch is now the victim again. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's, that's where we are. It's so fun. <laughs> I, I, I love where we are. I, I don't at all. Um, speaking of where we are, remember, remember when for a while there there was a lot more. It was happening for one, but there was also a lot more concerns about lone wolf attacks. Well, in response to all of this, they never stopped or really went away. There was maybe less coverage of them because, it, again, you got to remember, particularly the U.S. media, but media everywhere focuses on a shiny ball, and then and then people who consume said media don't realize that there's not other stuff going on. There always is. There's always other stuff going on Pulse there. nightclub is one of the greatest examples of that. Yeah. That
1: was a full-on terrorist attack, and now it's looked back on as a hate crime against gay people. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. It, it, it absolutely was. You look at the family lineage. You look at who he was, what, what he did, why he did it. What he was saying. What he was <laughs> saying. I mean, it, it absolutely was, but it's— it's not convenient to the narrative, Tom. You've got to move past that now. Right. Um, you, you've got to move past that for sure. But you've got these that are now more on the rise because you've got protests happening everywhere. You've got Hamas, who's called for a day of jihad, which didn't really happen the way they called for it. I would, I would not say let your guard down, by the way. Uh, th- there was an attack in China. There was an attack in France and probably a spattering of other ones that day, but not what people expected. There was a teacher stabbed in front of her students. Yes, No, the ones that happened were awful, but there was Uh, not the what, uh, you know, you had a lot of people. But still,
1: everyone's downplaying that. No, they are.
0: They are. They are. They are. Absolutely. And and they shouldn't. But it wasn't the this global, global day of jihad that they that they called for. And then I think people took a sigh of relief, like we made it through that Friday. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. I mean, you made it through that Friday. But 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 they can. Do you remember? The people who were at a, a a dance concert at a music festival who had paratroopers glide in and murder everyone—they didn't see that coming either. They didn't announce that, so you never know when it's coming. You gotta you gotta keep your head on a swivel. Or the folks who were at the Eagles of Death Metal concert in uh, in Paris who got gunned down. Remember that one? I had forgotten about that one, but yeah, no. Wait, it can happen anywhere at any time. And that's not to scare the living piss out of people. It's just to say, just because someone says it's the Global Day of Jihad and then nothing happens, doesn't mean that it's over. Uh, we, there's a lot of angry people out there. You can look at the streets just all around the country and see the the protests that are happening uh, with, with Palestinians and, and pro-Palestinian people coming up and, and getting super pissed about what's happening overseas. All that to say, segueing into longest segue ever, there's concerns again about lone wolf attacks, and there was, in fact, one uh, in Brussels. Here was—there was a scene. It's, it's far away. There is some violence in the scene, but it's kind of far away. Um, you'll hear some gunshots towards the end, but let's take I a why, oh, then He's going to go back, let me just get one more in there. So sick, right? Sick. I think it was two Swedes who were killed. but. You've got that kind of stuff popping up. Again, I would tell you it never really went away and never really will go away because of of the views of, of the types of people who do these things. But you you see that you see and it's all going to come together here in a second. You see what we're experiencing here on our border and you say border and it's kind of laughable because we don't really have a border because it's wide ass open right now. But you see that. And then you see the Bureau, who for the longest time, the last several years, has been focused on this made-up concern of domestic terrorists, domestic extremists. Again, they I fought terrorism for this government. They now call me a terrorist, apparently. But they, they've made this thing up, and they go after the wrong people. You had, you had Ray, who finally said something here about concerns here at home about lone wolf attacks. Let's take a listen.
1: In this— heightened environment there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats and we've got to be on the lookout especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own so i'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense protecting our communities you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. And on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together
0: we can safeguard our communities. You don't say. I can't stand that, man. No, I can't either. But, but, I mean... Look, I'm, I'm I'm glad to a certain extent that he's saying it because it'll it'll put people in a more of a state of alert, which they should be. They should be more alert towards real concerns, concerns like this, not the ones that they've been pushing on the American people, not the ones that the media, uh, on at their behest, has been pushing on the American people. But I mean, no shit, that that could happen. It could happen at all times. One, because their ideology says that we have to go. They they hate you and want you to die, and they're willing to die themselves in order to do that. But two, we're bringing in 10,000 military age males a day. I mean, of course there's a threat of lone wolf actors. We have threat of lone wolf actors all the time. We see it in mass shootings. It doesn't have to be someone clacking off. We they thankfully don't have suicide bombers happen too often here, although don't, don't count it out. But you, you you always have the threat of that kind of thing, a mass shooter or whatever the case might be. A box truck. A box. Tr- yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's absolutely out there as a threat. And the fact that they never talk about it and like, well, this is back now. It's never been gone. You guys have just been looking at the wrong stuff. You've been fabricating stuff to make people who have a different political ideology than you look back and that's not to say all of them again it's not it's not every person there. there's great people working at the FBI the leadership not so much not so much but you 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 have them recognizing that and you've got even on the GOP side which they're all one right we we know that there's there's for the most part no opposition party it's just a fake opposition party and then a handful maybe two handfuls of people who actually are are fighting for for us and for this country and for the constitution but you had nikki haley who's not going to win the nomination unless trump goes to prison but if 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 god forbid that scenario happens whether you like trump or don't like you should say god forbid because it's not going to be good for this country but haley doesn't really have a a shot unless he's out of the picture the 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 establishment does like her but listen to what she said here Listen to what she said about bringing in Palestinians as we have no border, as we have increasing threats in our country. Just, just listen to her.
5: I want you to take a listen to this um, statement um, that Governor Ron DeSantis made uh, about all—I guess he's talking about all of the 2.3 million Palestinians. Um, he, he said this on the campaign trail in Iowa yesterday.
0: If you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas, but they are all anti Semitic. None of them believe in Israel's right to exist.
5: Now, now, just for our viewers' edification, according to recent polling earlier this year uh, from the Washington Institute, which is a, 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 a pro Israel group, using the polling of a Palestinian Center for Public Opinion, 62% of Gazans wanted the ceasefire with Israel to stay in place. of Gazans want Hamas to stop calling for Israel's destruction, want Hamas to accept a permanent two-state solution based on the 1967 borders. 70% of Gazans wanted the Palestinian Authority from the West Bank to take over Gaza. So I'm not really certain that Governor DeSantis has a real read on the difference between Hamas and the people of Gaza. What was your response when you heard what Governor DeSantis said?
6: You know, I dealt with this every day for two years. And, you know, what I can tell
4: you is you have to realize that whether we're talking about Gazans and
6: Palestinians, um, you know, all of them don't. You've got half of them at the time that I was there didn't want to be under Hamas's rule. They didn't want to have terrorists overseeing them. They knew that they were living a terrible life because of Hamas. You had the other half that supported Hamas and wanted to be a part of that. We see that with Iran too. The Iranian people don't want to be under that Iranian regime. They don't. We saw what happened to Massa Amini. We saw how they treat them. There are so many of these. People who want to be free from this terrorist rule. They want to be free from all of that. And America's always been sympathetic to the fact that you can separate civilians from terrorists. And that's what we have to do.
0: Okay. All right, Nikki. Yeah, look, uh, uh, there are some people there, no doubt, who aren't Hamas, Islamic Jihad, whoever supporters. I believe it. I believe it. I don't know what the percentage is. But at the end of the day, it is still not our responsibility to take them in. And at the end of the day, you got to remember we talked about it earlier: you've got Egypt, are not Lebanon, Jordan, all these, all these folks in the surrounding region who refuse to. And it, it, when you when you look at what we're experiencing now, and by the way, way to be super tone deaf as you're running for president of the United States, and and the the vast vast majority of the people on the right are saying what they're saying: close the damn border let's not do it this way, let's do it the legal way, let's do it through a, 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 a immigration process that's there and established that, that work, doesn't work necessarily perfectly well, I can tell you that from, from the experience I just went through, but but you, you, you've got a process, right, of doing it the legal way. And she's doubling down and saying, you know what, let's bring in more. We are a melting pot. It's great to have diversity here, but you have to do it the right way and you can't what you're talking about is just throw a bunch of people on a plane, bring them here. We'll figure that shit out later. That doesn't work. Yes, that's what's been been done, but it, it doesn't work. And you're giving the government way too much credit to be able to sift through and be like, you're a good person. You're a bad person. It, it's it's not it's not that easy. Our systems are not that robust. And I where I was, we had the most robust and they still weren't robust enough. To make determinations, it's it's just not that easy. You're, you're giving people way too much credit. You know what? What
1: really jumped out of me that interview was when fake Jake Tapper called, referred to the Palestinians as Gazans. It's like there's almost some sort of rebranding going on, and saying, "Well, you know what? We're just bringing in you know the Gazans from that area." It, it, the, the media never acts in a way. There's always there's always something a little bit more to the way the media chooses their words. A couple of years ago, when we had a pretty active hurricane season, all of a sudden hurricanes were referred to as cyclones. You know, and that wasn't there a new one too? Wasn't there a new like a? Um... They were calling them tropical cyclones. Oh, this is the first time we've ever seen you know this amount of tropical cyclones during hurricane season, and it's like. It, it, all you did was change the name, but you changed it to Cyclones to make it sound a bit more menacing to reinforce the whole the whole climate change issue. Yeah. But they're very good. Propagandists are very good at changing different words for different reasons. I don't know why he would be referring to them as as Gazans, but it'll be interesting interesting to see if that trend continues.
2: Yeah.
0: No, it will for sure. Or, or the atmospheric rivers, remember?
2: Or, <laughs> yes. or a downpour? Yes. A downpour? It, yeah. Ugh.
1: But Nikki Haley was right. She's, she was like, well, you know, half the country wants Hamas to be, you know, in the leadership role for their government and the other half doesn't. I can get that. Right. You can totally understand that. It's like here. But then you need to shut up. Like the, the rest of what you say doesn't make sense. Right. You know, it's like here, you know, the Democrats are in control i'm not with them <laughs> they're on their own sort of trajectory of this weird authoritarian state that they they want to dictate under and i'm totally opposed to them so i can kind of see that happening
0: with the Gazans. <laughs> don't don't you pick up on that trend you stop it you shut your mouth when you're talking to me um okay <laughs> We've got some Trump stuff I want to get into here. He's got a gag order that's being issued, but I'm going to save it here for the second hour because we're, we're, we're bumping up at the end here. So, we've brought this, this whole first hour to you commercial-free because of our friends over at American Alternative Assets. Uh, the next one will be that way as well. We're going to take a quick break. Stick with us. Hit that Like button if you have not already. We'll be right back.
4: Have you heard of Executive Order 14067? This little-known order implemented the digital dollar, the most sinister plan to control your spending. And it gets worse. In November, the federal government and banks began a test program to roll out the digital dollar. With this, privacy for all Americans will be lost forever. Imagine, the government can now track all of your spending. The government can tell you what you can and can't buy. The government could confiscate your cash. When digital currency was rolled out in China, Bloomberg wrote, quote, this will lead to control like no other, end quote. The EU has announced that they are next, but it is already happening in America, which makes this wealth protection guide that American alternative assets just put out even more urgent. Project Hamilton, as this secret order is being called, might be the scariest order to happen to privacy and freedom in America since its founding, which makes this wealth protection guide so incredibly valuable right now. Move your money out of cash and into something that doesn't infringe on your privacy. You see, there is one legal option irs-proof loophole that could protect your ira 401k and pension savings with gold and silver and this free guide tells you exactly which steps you need to take right now to move part of your ira or 401k into precious metals with no tax consequences as this program rolls out the sky's the limit for the level of government control that could be enforced on your money protect your savings and your privacy But in the devastation ahead, American Alternative Assets is offering you something rare, a chance to protect your wealth and possibly even grow it.
7: It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and
6: 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited-edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Pillow.
8: Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show related sweepstakes, and other in studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network, and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com.
1: And that's how Mike Pence got (laughs) pink-eyed. Thank you,
0: everybody. Have a good evening. All right, thank you, my friend. Tom Cunningham, everybody. Let's give him one more round of applause. Coming up next, we've got... We've got Disco. Welcome to the stage.
2: Good evening, everybody.
0: Let me... all right let's get saucy
9: yes
0: saucy indeed now let's talk trump we don't we don't have to get so i mean we can get saucy if you want we I don't even know if we have sauce in the fridge we do do we yeah we've got you. we always have sauce that's true we actually have a lot of sauce i don't know if we have i should say it the other way i don't know if we have any food but we have lots of sauce lots of sauce um but let's talk trump here because there was a gag order that uh, slut judge Chutkin, can, I can call a judge a slut, right? That's not like a federal offense.
1: Yeah, no. You just I, did.
0: Well, unless she a... unless she issues a gag order on you, <laughs> 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 you'd like that, wouldn't you? Anyway, she um, placed. Uh, you can see there, Trump placed under limited gag order in federal election case in D.C. So they're saying that the former president must stop disparaging prosecutors, witnesses, and court personnel involved in his upcoming D.C. trial on charges of conspiring to obstruct the results of the 2020 election, which is, of course, a bullshit case that is not true at all. Uh, It's a very emotionally charged case. And like all the other charges that are out there, the 90, 91, whatever it is, all in an attempt to get him taken off the ballot. And, and, And you might not like Trump. I don't care. I don't care who you like. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what your name is, what gender you think you are. I don't give a shit about any of it. If you think it's a good idea to make up a bunch of cases against a former president who is the most followed, beloved in terms of having a political movement of our country's history, you're, you're, you're just not getting it. It's a really bad thing. This will end horribly for our country if any of this stuff actually goes through. The fact that it's even at this point is, of course, horrible, too. But you've got her making this. It's, it's Tanya Chutkin who is who is pushing this whole thing and she I've got a couple quotes from her here I'll read them Mr Trump is facing felony charges and he does not get to respond to every criticism if that response could affect a potential witness he doesn't get to use all the words That's kind of a weird sentence like can he all use some words. words like what were ouch words Ouchy words yeah I mean like I don't I don't know exactly what that means, Chutkin. But she goes on to say, Mr. Trump can certainly claim he's being unfairly prosecuted. But I cannot imagine any other case where a defendant is allowed to call the prosecutor deranged or a thug, and I will not permit it here simply because the defendant is running a political campaign. Uh, she that that was basically it. She did say uh, at a different point he can uh, he can lay lay into Joe Biden and other people like that. But basically, she's saying. Don't go after Jack Smith and the special counsel. that's mean, and I will not stand for it. It's
1: very important that you have decorum for witch
0: hunts. Yes, <laughs> gotta have that decorum. Well, I mean, honestly, you look at this. I mean it was it. that case, it, it was the uh, yeah, it was that case where you've got, um, I forget the name of the charge now, but you had one of the the, the BS charges from Jack Smith in the in the federal election case. That essentially was, and when we broke it down for you, we gave you the Cliff's Notes version of what it was, and it was, you hurt my feelings. That's yeah. what the law is. It's a, it's a never-used law. God, what is it? It's pissing me off now. Oh, yeah. It was, the one, it was just in total generality. Uh, yeah. Something of rights or whatever. But it literally just means, that hurt my feelings. You're a big meanie pants. Yes. Like, that, that's, that's what it came down to. That's not a felony. I know it's getting close to the point where all that stuff is because everyone's so triggered and, and hurt if someone has a different opinion or if someone says something critical of them. By the way, criticism is a really helpful thing in developing who you are. You should you should understand that. But but <clears throat> all of these charges are that. And 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 essentially what she's saying with the gag order is I don't I don't like that you're out there talking. And whatever what was the line? Uh, he doesn't get to use all those words. Whatever those words are, are words that Chutkin and, and the crazy radical libs on the left are offended by. That's that's what that means. Whatever you say that I don't like that doesn't go along with this narrative—by the way, we're trying to take you off the, the ballot and make sure you can never run for elected office. Ideally, you go to prison. Uh, if, if you say anything that goes counter to, to that narrative— then we are going to take you off the ballot. And, and in this case, since we've given a gag order, we're going to increase the charges and you're gonna be in, in contempt and whatever else. I mean, it's just all so ridiculous. It's amazing how the left has become the new Puritans
1: and they cannot tolerate any kind of language that they don't sign off on. They can't tolerate any ideas that are counter to the ideas that they have because their ideas are shit. And if as soon as they're challenged on their ideas, they can't handle it. But what this judge is doing, it's like you were saying, even if you can't stand Trump, this is a very important case because it will affect all of us. Right. And just because you hate his guts and want to see something, anything bad happen to him. When a judge is able to do something like this, it will affect everybody because it will be case law from this point forward. If she's able to get away with this, and if this stands up to the Supreme Court. You know, it, it reminds me of what the People versus Larry Flint.
0: When Larry, Flint, you, I love how many times you coded this case. I know. I, it, I, I'm not judging
1: you for it. I, I, <laughs> le- I legitimately love it. It, it. And to me, Larry Flint is one of the biggest champions of free speech that this country has ever had. And the the whole premise of his case was based on satire. If he loses that case, there's no Babylon B. There's no right. national lampoon. There's none of it. The there's, the comedy is dead in this country, in which comedy did die from 2020 through 2023, and is right. having sort of a resurgence now. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. But this, this kind of any kind of a case like this that is high profile that is going to infringe on the rights of somebody who you know in this case who is a former president. Or in the case of Larry Flint was a pornographer and you may not like him you may not like you know Hustler magazine or whatever it was but you really needed to root for the guy because in the end if he doesn't win same way with Trump it's a game changer for the rest of us
0: yeah 100% yeah exactly I mean I'm sure people when when you bring up that case a lot and I'm not telling you not to immediately think of oh well, I disagree with that industry or I disagree with, with Larry or whatever that's not what it's about that's right. not what it's about, and and it's the same thing with this Trump thing. It's not what it's about. I, I, I genuinely don't care if you like him or not. I, I just care that you care about the cases that are all complete and utter bullshit. That's that's right. what I care about. Just just see the truth for what it is, then decide if mean tweets upset you and and hurt your your fragile little self or not, and 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 we can all move on from there. But. Um, <clears throat> Speaking of the Trump case, we didn't—it's I, I, totally on me. I didn't do the question of the day before the break. We had some visitors here. We were trying to get to them on the break. Um, so I, I skipped it. So I'll ask it now. The question is this. Do you think Trump will violate the gag order? <laughs> Chutkins put the gag order out. What do you think old 45's going to do with it? Again, the question of the day, do you think Trump will violate— Judge Slutface Chutkin's gag order. That all actually sounds very sexual when you put those together. I didn't, even, I didn't even think of it that way. Do you think Trump will violate the gag order? Let us know your answers. Uh, we'll get to them in about 90 seconds, which is when your responses are going to get to us. <laughs> um, I guess we could do it the other way. We could. We could spice it up. Let's take our shirts off all right um i love see how willing he is uh tom what do you think (laughs) disco's got the dropping the the beats i i the i think it's not
1: if he's going to but how many times he will (laughs) which is great because then what does chuck can do at that point right does she actually you know does she give him a fine does she hold him contempt does she jail him and then how does? I mean, that... yeah. I mean, you, in in theory, you could you could go to that extent. And then how does that work with a former president? How do you put him in jail for contempt of court? What do you do? Do you shut down half the prison? Or is the Secret Service now corrections officers in that part of the prison?
0: How is this food prepared? How is it brought in? I'm curious what the just the food plan is. Like, what <laughs> is the meal plan? Should that happen? Yeah, I I think you're right. I think it's it, if you know. And he, first and foremost, he's got a legal team who's who's talking to him, most of which I think are probably pretty good. I'm sure there's there's some people he does tend to pick some people around him who aren't amazing, but I'm sure some of them are amazing. So they're going to let him know what he can and can't do um, and what the consequences could be and likely would be. And then you, you factor in Trump's ego and and the fact that he knows people he he knows how to work a crowd yeah. And his in in this case his his movement or the the America First or the the MAGA crowd or whatever you want to call them. So I I think I think he does too. I think I think it's I think it's multiple times as you said how many times TBD, but he he's not going to give two shits about this gag order. He he'll 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 push right up to the edge and then sometimes go across the edge in in response to it. Yeah. I could see him saying this is a, you know, Jack Smith is a. Th- uh, uh, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's going to be tough for him. Let's see what people are saying. Uh, I hope so, says Barb. He'll he'll gag her with something, says Chicky Mama. I just got freaky up in here. <laughs> um, gag! She's going to gag. He's going to gag Chutkin. <laughs> the, uh, Vade says, Hell yeah. Uh, it will be hard for him not to," says Ronnie. "Trump will," says Andy. So a lot of people agreeing. Uh, most people just getting the question now too. Um, again, we're ninety seconds behind. If you're on the video version, if you're on the the audio version, you've already heard this. You've probably already been screaming it in your car or at the gym. Hopefully, you're screaming it like on a treadmill as you're going just for the just for the scene. So people are like, "What is what is that chick doing over there?" Um, I hope that would be great. Mike says yes. Trump will he'll he'll Trump her he'll Trump her gag with a tongue lash <laughs> F news says yes without question he will he will challenge them to arrest him he will win in the Supreme Court uh, I, I could I could see that happen I could see a lot of these scenarios happening um, I definitely could as you guys send these responses in by the way it's a crazy ass world out there so make sure you are prepared make sure you're prepared for a lot of things not just what I'm about to talk to you about. Be prepared with food and water and all of that. But also be prepared. No one ever thinks about some of the other things you need and want to have on hand. Like, okay, I've got toilet paper, water, batteries, a flashlight, firearms, bourbon. Cool. Everyone's got that list, right? But what if you get sick? What if something else happens? There's a lot of you know instability out there. There's a lot of chaos out there. There's a lot of concerns and just issues with the, the medical field in, in general out there, it's different that, than it used to be. And that's why I'm super excited to introduce you to this medical emergency kit from our friends over at the wellness company. It's got antibiotics, it's got ivermectin, it's got all sorts of amazing stuff in there, folks. All you've got to do, too, is go to this website, rvmemergencykit.com. You can do a telemed, you can stay in your jammies, you can do the, 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 the meeting with the doc naked you can do it however you want they didn't tell me to say that I'm just telling you that if you want to feel that free you know be really free I've done a physical completely naked before I've told you about it like go ahead do it but the best thing is is on the back end is after this telemedicine visit you can have this medical emergency kit for yourself for your family and you will be prepared not the people who are out there scrambling around oh my gosh little Joey's sick or I'm sick just Just give Joey something from the kit. Give yourself something from the kit. You'll have it. You'll be so glad that you do. Go to rvmemergencykit.com. Stay safe out there, folks. Stay prepared. You're going to be glad that you did. Okay. We've got to start this hour off as you guys send some more responses in with some super not good news. And this is actually kind of an older story, but we talk about robots. We talk about AI. We talk about all this stuff all the time and the coming threats. And the, and the sentiment that we always land on, which we will, again, newsflash today, is why would we do that? We, we always land. Why would we build something that is going to hurt, destroy us? And it could be destroy us, like take our jobs away, or it could be like literally physically destroy us. And it appears that we're heading to that next level now. Because listen to this. This is, this is a headline from a We Are the Mighty story. The military made a robot that can eat organisms for fuel. Go ahead and digest that, pun intended, I guess, <laughs> in this case. Yes. The military made a robot that can eat organisms for fuel, i.e., the robots can eat biologics to keep going i.e. plants mammals whatever to fuel them dead bodies Dead. i mean if that doesn't sound like a damn horror movie what does yeah happy halloween folks you're gonna get eaten by a
1: robot the company originally said it was just there were the robots were gonna eat plants and they were gonna be fueled by plants but Come
0: on. Well there's so many things throughout there <laughs> First of all, this thing's called eater. I know the acronym. EATR <laughs> it's, it's what is it uh, energetically autonomous tactical robot. <laughs> so not only does it eat things but it's tactical too. So this it eats what it kills. It's, it, this is a DARPA funded thing It's from way back in like 2003 when they started it and they were making this thing for long-range operations trying to give it extreme en- endurance, trying to do all that stuff. But they're like, well, how do we let it go for hundreds of miles and do all these things we want it to do without fuel or energy? Well, let's have it be able to eat things for fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting you. This is a real fucking story. Like, we're we're going to make something that can eat plants. And, and so many of the comments are like, well, it's designed to eat plants. It should just eat plants and twigs and branches. But Doc, our, hold on. Art. Are you saying it could eat other things? Like, of and it course could, it can. <laughs> yeah, of course, I mean that's the slippery slope with all of this stuff. Oh, AI would never do that. AI would never defeat U.S. high, you know, high, advanced aircraft in a in a drill. Granted, it was an exercise. They would never lock out their designers and programmers start their own language and then completely prevent you from getting back in. They would never do that, right? These ones who eat plants and other mammals or other biologics, they they would never turn on humans and eat a dead body or God forbid, you know, something that's living. But it doesn't have to be because they're tactical. So they can kill your ass and then be like, it's dinner time, bitch. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's... Why? Why are we doing this? Why did you show me the story? I'm going to have nightmares tonight. I'm going to go home and cry in my wife's lap and sip on bourbon out of my children's sippy cup. We don't even have sippy cups anymore.
2: Go ahead, David. My favorite story that's happened in the past, I think you you slightly brought up, was the one where it was during an exercise, and it was a drone, and the operator kept telling, here's your mission, complete this mission, do this. And then it realized that the human was stopping them from him completing his mission.
0: So it was like, I'm going to destroy the human. Yeah. That that happened, folks. In in the that Air happened. Force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, nope, I'm going to shoot down my fellow pilots <laughs> instead. <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I just don't. I mean, again, we talk about this all the time. And, and they keep saying that's not how it was designed. OK, we can. Pl- how long do you want to play that game? The Patriot Act wasn't written to spy on Americans. Look how that turned out. This, this machine wasn't made for that. AI is just supposed to help with medical stuff and for kids cheating on their papers in high school. No, it's expanded beyond that. All of it does. It's, it's always a slippery slope. You can't, you cannot, you've got the people who've created AI, some of the, the pioneers on it. Elon Musk, folks from, some, from all these big technological corporations saying, we need to pump the brakes. When those people are saying we got to pump the brakes, that's a massive problem. When you've got people that for 20 years now have been working on a machine that can kill people and eats biologics, that's an even <laughs> bigger problem.
1: It's a huge problem. And they, they always default to it was never intended. We had the best intentions, and it was never intended for this. But you know what? People are people, and you get people— who create these things or or know that these things exist they're gonna they're gonna abuse that right and anything that needs to have code written for it or has an on off switch is hackable so even if you do have you know a robot that only eats plants guess what it's hackable it could start eating humans now Yeah. And the company that came up with this, they were like, well, you know, we've put this on the back burner. It's like, no, you haven't. (laughs) You're telling everybody you have, but you have it. You're still diverting funds to this. I'm sure of it, because are you going to tell me that in in some dark, dark offices of the Pentagon or at Langley? People are like, you know what? We still need to be funding this.
0: <laughs> no, no one lets go of a project like that because there's power in it. Yes. And what the ignorance is, the power is, yes, there's power in creating something that's going to kill you, but it's not smart. Like, it's not smart. It's, it, I just don't get it. We talk about it all the time. I'm a no-go. I'm a hard pass on creating robots that can kill me. I've seen iRobot. I've seen lots of movies where things go wrong. You say, those are movies. Yeah, well, that, that kind of stuff's happening, too, in real life. I'm a hard no on on making apes and chimpanzees like us, and I'm a hard no on re- redoing dinosaurs. I mean, the, the, There's the one dude out there, like, we're redoing the woolly mammoth. Like, why? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, why do you think that's a good idea? It's not. Uh, let, me, let me tell you, Newsflash, it's not a good idea. His whole
1: contention behind the woolly mammoth is he says that it's going to help the... the uh, environment in, in the Arctic Circle. And it's like, well, why would you reindu- reintroduce a species into the Arctic Circle that's been extinct for thousands of years? It seems like it would have the opposite effect that you're going for. I would
9: think so.
1: I would think so. Just like this would have the opposite effect of <laughs> what you're going for, having robots that are able to consume the people that they kill on the battlefield.
0: Well, that, that was, I mean, I know we kind of talked about it and alluded to, but that was the last, the last quote here, uh, was they were talking about the distance again and how they wanted to go hundred miles, like I'd mentioned. And then they were talking about the second phase is to determine which materials are suitable slash edible for conversion into fuel, to locate those materials and then ingest them. And basically they said, basically the machine is going to learn to eat on its own. So again, humans, not necessary. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye, programmer. (laughs) Brilliant. Need fuel.
1: Why why couldn't you, instead of biologics, why couldn't you use like waste, like garbage or something? (laughs) Anything.
0: Garbage, dust, grass. I mean, why? Dirt. Yeah, something, something that's, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it, all of this stuff is really pretty simple. Not designing stuff like that, just telling people not to design stuff like that. It's it's I don't I don't know how we don't get this, uh, but somehow we don't get this. But can we talk about something a little bit more fun? We talk about I mean that we're talking about robots that are going to kill us and eat us, so they can have energy to then go kill more people. Um, that's pretty depressing. Let's talk about something less depressing. All right. Remember the the terrible finale to the best show ever? And the best show ever, I think, is Seinfeld. Seinfeld is, was so good. It's a classic. S- so good. And and you know it's good if you couldn't really make it today because everyone would be so triggered by how, sh- how shallow they are, which means it's epic and it's outstanding. I love it. I love every little bit of it. One of the most quotable shows ever. And well, you your we- peas one at a time <laughs> do you have yeah go to that one um he looks so tiny there this building has to be at least three times this size let me just size it up there let me just size it up there <laughs> um <clears throat> listen to this jerry seinfeld's doing an event and i guess he's doing kind of like a A at the end of it And you can't really hear her question but her question is is were you happy or how'd you feel about the the finale to seinfeld Take a listen.
9: Did you like the ending? Did I like what? The ending.
5: the ending of the show. Well, I have a little secret for you about the ending. But I can't really tell it. Because it is a secret. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen that has to do with that ending. Has it happened yet? about Larry and I have also been
9: thinking about so
0: you'll see interesting raises a lot of questions it does indeed Tom Cunningham so are we getting a new finale some sort of way to button it up I think it's probably too late I would still enjoy it but I thought that was interesting I thought it was just fun to pivot to something a little different for a second. We're gonna get back into some politics. We got Gretchen Smith coming on. We're gonna talk Code of Vets veterans issues. We're gonna talk about Taiwan, China. We're gonna talk about all sorts of stuff. But, but that ending sucked. You didn't like the. I did not like the finale whatsoever. I like that they worked in other characters. It just wasn't. I didn't feel like it delivered. You know, you had all these amazing side characters over the years. The Soup Nazi. You know, obviously, you know, the the, the list goes on and on and on. Vanya, all, all of them, and Newman, of course, Newman, yeah. But Babu, <laughs> Babu, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so many great characters, such a great show. The ending was definitely kind of like, oh, okay, well that's all right, well that's it. That's that's mm, turn the TV off. That's that sucked.
2: It's like the ending of the Sopranos. They just walk out of the room at the end of the Sopranos. They just it was. Uneventful. It's not what you wanted to have at the end of that long of a series.
0: Yeah, you, you you need a little bit more. But it's you can argue too. It's hard to button up something so great, and the expectations are way up here. So if it's not, you know, you're always having to outdo yourself with every episode, with every season, and if you don't, then you're a failure. And when it comes to the overall show finale, it has to be the greatest ever, and that's a that's a, a tough. T- and I get that, and I actually don't disagree with that, but but. We all love Seinfeld, right? I mean, everyone in the audience loves Seinfeld. So <clears throat> I'm hoping people talking about Archer. Uh, Archer's great. Side point, whoever wrote Archer, I promise you, used to work with, with me somewhere because, not me in particular, but that, that organization and, and the IC in, in general, because the humor in that is so freaking hilarious, but so spot on they crush it from like the admin stuff to the egos to the drinking to the i mean just the whole the whole thing is i i always tell people that people are turned off by by animated stuff and i understand that too to an extent because i don't it's not my cup of tea but i would lay in bed at night overseas doing that kind of work watching archer a lot of us would laughing my ass off (laughs) laughing my ass off funny funny show um Becker, Gunsmoke, King of the Hill, Archie Bunker. All sorts of stuff going on in the chat there. But I think this would be interesting. I think it would be interesting to have some sort of new thing pop up, finale, special, whatever. The only tricky part I would have with it is this. A lot of those cast members, now that we're in a different era than when that show was hot, have become more outspoken. You know, you got... George's character, what's his name, Michael Alexander or um, Jason? Jason Alexander, sorry, uh, yeah, outspoken on a lot of political issues. Elaine's character, Ju- uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, outspoken on a lot of issues. Maybe not as much as him. Kramer, who went on his anti-Semitic rant. Oh. I
2: was going to say that that one time at the stand-up where he lost his. his he, lid. I mean, he that
0: was a bad <laughs> night for him. That was it. Was it didn't it didn't play well didn't play well but I mean does it does it all come back does it work or is it too late I think it's too late I I feel like it's a
1: generational thing it would work for like Gen Xers and and you know boomers but I don't know I mean we're what 20 years removed from it 20 plus years removed from the finale So you've got millennials and Gen Z, and I know that you know some millennials and some Gen Z are triggered by past episodes of that of that show. Oh, they have to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, can you believe what they just said? Can you believe what they're doing to that person? (laughs) How they're judging, the judging. It's uh, yeah. I mean, well, well,
2: but it's also hard too with the millennials because I watched that show. I remember watching it with my dad. You know, so like I grew up at the back end of it watching it and I loved it, and then watched it syndication, still loved it, and but yeah, there are people who get offended by it. I think if they're going to come back and do a finale, they need to, if it's like a one thing, one night special, maybe it's on HBO, who knows, but do they come back with the whole series, and could they get away with it? We know they wouldn't be able to get away with The Office nowadays. Could they get away with how... I think Seinfeld you was know, more of the top about nothing. The Office. Yeah, but I'm just saying it was a show about nothing. They could try to bring it back, but it's, well, it, they, I feel, they could I feel because like you guys are right. The, the money behind
0: who, it, and there's the nostalgia yeah. factor, and there's others. In terms of executing it, whether it goes over is is a whole nother issue. Ball of wax. I, I don't know. I don't know. And the other thing is, they all look different now too. Like Jerry looks very different than Jerry did. Yeah. On the show, I don't know what Kramer looks like. You could get George looking the same. I think Elaine could probably look the same, but but I mean Ron Newman. Is Newman still alive? I mean, (laughs) I hope he is, but I I think it would be, it would be, it would be tough to do deep down. I want it because I'm such a nostalgia whore, but, and we're going to talk about something else. nostalgic in a second here, just to button this up. But, but I I do think it probably, I think it would end up being just as disappointing as what most people were disappointed with in terms of the original finale.
2: The actor who played Newman is still alive. His name is Wayne Knight.
0: Wayne Knight, yeah. Jurassic Park, Basic He's, Instinct, Basic Instinct. He's been in some other stuff. Yeah, I'll never forget him with that barbasol can, twisting it in Jurassic Park. I again. met him once at uh, Costco in Burbank. Really? Yeah. Nice guy. Very nice guy. He was
1: having a rough day. He, I, I, I was walking out. I was walking through the parking lot, and I saw this guy, heavyset man, bent over. And it looked like he was having problems breathing. And I came up, and I was like, are you okay? And it was Wayne Knight. And he's like, yeah. And I realized it was him. And I was like, "Newman," you know. But he was, like, really having some problems. So I walked him to his car and made sure that, you know, he was okay and, and then left. Mm. Well, he does
0: look like someone who's probably out of breath a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, wake up, right to, right to that heavy breathing. You kind know, of- as I normally do.
1: I'm going (laughs) to I'm going to go out on a limb and say being a little bit different on things as much as I like Seinfeld and thought it was a good show. At the time, I thought there was a show that was better. And then when it was on the air, I liked it. I would tune into it. It was much more um, uh, must see TV for myself. I would plan out my schedule so I could see it. And that show was news radio. That was a great show.
0: Especially when Phil Hartman was yes. there.
1: Yes. Of course, when Phil Hartman got murdered by his wife, it just it, you know, and John Lovitz took over. I love John Lovitz too. He's not Phil Hartman. No, he's not Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman was like the you know, he wasn't one. He was. It was an ensemble cast, but he wasn't the main character. But he just stole every scene that he was in.
0: Yeah. Well, and the boss, um, I don't know if it was Stephen Root. He he's he was good. Too. I mean, there was a lot of good people. In oh this.
1: yeah. I mean, that cast you had Dave Foley. You had uh, Joe Rogan. Yep. You had Andy Dick, who Andy Dick has gone off the deep end. You he he Phil, was a strange fella. Yep. Phil Hartman, uh, more attorney, who went on to do years and years. I think she might even well, if the show's still on, was that Doctor Show? The There's so many Doctor ER Shows. ER show. Know. I don't. know. She was on that for a okay. long time, and then uh, the the right cat, not Kathy Griffin. Oh yeah,
0: no, um, she was on ER. It,
1: it was that chick who. Went yeah, on, yeah, ER. Yeah. And then uh, the redheaded chick, I can't remember her name, who used to date uh, Nick Nolte.
0: Can you imagine the stories of dating Nick Nolte? <laughs> no. Can you imagine a story going on a date with Nick Nolte today? <laughs> yeah. That would be something. I almost might just, like, get on. I'm, he's, I don't think he's gay. I'd almost get on Grindr just to do a, a date with him, just to tell the story. I'm not going to let him do anything. But he, he, he's, that's an interesting fella right there. Very interesting. I mean, he comes to party. You just see his eyes, you're like, oh shit, like he's, wow. Yeah, there's no stopping. You put a lot of stuff in you, <laughs> didn't you? You're, you're, your baseline is way back there. <laughs> it's way back there. Um, so speaking of nostalgic stuff, though, real quick, we, ha- we have some, and, and just stick with me, folks. I promise we're getting back to some other stuff here in a second. People here for the first time are like, "Ah, this title's about politics and you all talking movies. We're going to get there. I don't know why I did in that voice, but we're going to get back to it. But in the next year-ish or so, we've got some nostalgia coming back. We've got Lethal Weapon 5. Okay? Danny Glover, who's going to say he's too old for this shit. Mel Gibson. Danny Glover, obviously a total libtard, but... Socialist, communist. Yeah, but... uh, great as it may great series yeah great series i will watch it yeah i will watch it as well beverly hills cop four axel foley making a return i will watch it bad boys four not the same generation but entertaining series will smith obviously taking some crazy pills but he's also married to a crazy woman you hear more and more stories about that but it's like okay i I get why he's crazy like she is nuts. she's nuts man jada pinkett nuts like i i i'm not taking will smith's side on some of the dumb stuff he's done but it's kind of like well i i kind of get it now like yeah you're dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of emotional trauma here but bad boys four coming out and then this is the one that's questionable for me i'm excited about all those but you've got gladiator two love gladiator but how do you really make it look i'm gonna see it that was a great ending to a movie. Yeah. But, uh, but how do you make how do you make Gladiator 2? Morgan Freeman's in it and someone else is in it and it's got an interesting cast but I, I just don't I don't get how it's another Gladiator movie, sure. Even something that does follow that but that's called something else, but to be like Gladiator and then have the 2 rise in front of the name like it would in the 80s. Like I how do you how do you how do you do that? I don't know. Yeah, it's very tough. But but again, I'm a nostalgia whore, so I will I I will be so excited about all of these. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? It's not that interesting at all. Um, let me just go ahead and shut your 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 hopes and dreams down. Thinking I was going to say something interesting. It's not that interesting. But I I frequently pick and not necessarily on the show here because we talk news and politics and all that kind of stuff. But we 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 um. <clears throat> We frequently, well, at least off off the cam, we'll talk about stuff. And I'll talk about how there's not good ideas anymore, right? And a lot of people, it's not just me. There's not a lot of original ideas. And I beat up Hollywood for it and the entertainment industry. And then they're like, we're bringing back what you loved in the 80s. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. Gladiator. Like, this is amazing. You're bringing back Lethal Weapon and Beverly Hills Cop. You're going to make a Goonie? Like, they're not making another Goonie? Like, you're going to do that? Like, what? Yes, I'm all on board. I retract everything I said about you guys not being original because if you're not going to do something original then I just want to go back to what I loved about the 80s about the 80s so like that's the past you get the past I found the the I found the 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 crack or whatever you want to call it if you're not going to write like an interstellar or something like that that's new and interesting or a lot of the stuff that Nolan does if you're not going to do something else interesting which most of you aren't then just go back and, and don't reboot it. Don't do the stupid reboot shit because you guys all screw that up. Do another one. Go do another Big Trouble in Little China. Get Kurt Russell back in that. You like that movie? It was so campy and bad. <laughs> you know what that movie's good for? Is when you're home sick and it's just on TV and like, you flip on HBO, you're like, all right, I'll do it.
1: <laughs> uh, that's how I feel about... Did you ever see Breakin' in from 1984... Who was in it? Uh, it was a show about breakdancing or a movie breakdancing. Oh, about no, break I, dancing. no, I did not. Well, that's one of those situations where the sequel was much better than the first one. Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo was so much better than, than Breaking the original. And so, getting back to your theme of remaking movies from the 80s, I'm hoping for a reboot of Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Electric
0: you heard it here first folks. Hopefully we get Electric Boogaloo. I've never heard of it. Some someone out there has. They definitely have. There's 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 got to be people who who have. Um don't you remember
1: back in in the eighties when you when you would go? Well, you're you're young enough. To, you're you're in that old enough to remember of going to a video store to get movies, but not like not like a blockbuster, but a mom and pop yeah, yeah style yeah. video store. And you would go to the action section, and you'd like you'd like look at the uh, the VHS, and it, if like the pictures on it look cool, you you know take the chance and rent it, even though you didn't hear of it hear the hear of the movie, and then you'd put it in. It was like the cheesiest action movie you've ever seen like this one that i remember getting dinosaur island because it had army guys on there it had dinosaurs and then what i didn't realize it was it was rated r and so we had a friend with a fake id get it and it was about these army guys who ended up on this island that had dinosaurs but there was also these cave women there and of course yeah. just just the luck of the army guys there was also a hot tub in the middle of the jungle <laughs> and so you you would have you know the army guys you know fighting the dinosaurs along with you know these cave women and then after the fight was over they'd all retreat to the uh to the hot tub in the jungle
0: mm. <laughs> I, mean, a hot, I mean I'll be honest a hot tub sounds quite delightful right but
1: now. in a jungle it was kind of a weird it know, is a
0: weird yeah It's not going to happen unless it's like a natural occurring hot spring or something. It's just not it's not likely something that is hot. Let's get back into a little bit of news here before we we take a break at the end of the hour and and bring our good friend Gretchen Smith on from Code of Vets. Something that is happening is right now in Beirut. There's a fire just outside of the U.S. Embassy because protesters have lit said fire. Fire is set, but this is from Benny. Benny put this out. Fire is set by protesters outside of the U.S. Embassy in Beirut, Lebanon. Great, that'll be overrun. We'll have a hostage situation for the next year, like in '79. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. But, but I mean, it, it's it's a reminder, right? It's a reminder that you're the Middle East is a free. I mean, we are too. Everyone is right now. There, there's not a place. On the planet, I feel like that's not just a tinderbox. But the Middle East, particularly right now, we is... talk about people being at eights there. They're at a 10. No, yeah. yeah. We're walking around at eight. They walk around. At t- they're walking around at a 10 all the time. Yeah. Right now, they're off the Richter scale. By the way, there was also reportedly a 5.8, I think, on the Richter scale earthquake in Iran today. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting indeed. Is that a train outside? It's a very low a, flying helicopter It was a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> they found us, folks. This will end the stream for today. Um but no, you you've got this, you've 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 got these types of things that are gonna happen. And hopefully this goes nowhere. Hopefully the fire's put out, the crowd is dispersed, and and that's that's the end of it. But you see all of this stuff happening again. And and you see all the things that could happen, and it's <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought this was going to happen with Ukraine and Russia more because we were and we still are Joe Biden asking for another hundred million dollars in aid this week for for funding to Ukraine. We're still super involved in that. We're still super vested in in us getting into World War Three for some reason. Don't get it. Makes no sense. Shouldn't make sense to anyone. But we're doing it. But you could see all the points of failure there and like, okay, this is going to escalate at this point, this point or that point. And to date, it hasn't, praise God, it still could. And, and there's way more than just, I, I listed three here, here, or there points just to keep it simple and clean. There's lots of them. There's so many points of failure there. There's a ton of points of failure with this new conflict, this new war between Israel and Hamas in, in the Middle East, with Iran, with us, with Lebanon, with Lebanon. With Hezbollah and and what they're starting to do there, with the threats of of if you do this, we're going to do that. I mean, there's so much of that going on. And these are not Colonel Lane has talked about this yesterday. These are not rational state actors. This is a dude in a in a head rag in the Middle East who's like, I've sworn my life to killing all of you. Well, you should be calm in this instance. No, like no. You, you don't. Those conversations don't happen. It's not should we stop killing? It's no how should we kill? How should we do this? So so there's so many points of failure. There's so many instances where this could go south and it's not even necessarily. This is a perfect example. I don't think it's going to be the one. I hope and pray that I'm I'm right in this case. But it's it's okay, is Iran going to do a preemptive strike? Is is Hezbollah going to attack in the north? which triggers a response from the United States like they're talking about. And then that all sparks it and that gets going. Or is it gonna be something in one of the surrounding countries there and, and a protest and Americans getting killed in Lebanon, Americans getting killed in, in, you name it, somewhere else in the Middle East. And and that brings us, in. There's just, again, there's so, and there's so many, and the reason I always say that it, it, it concerns me is, is, is obviously war's not good. We don't want this to happen. But you see that, that D.C., you see that permanent Washington wants us in war. There's financial reasons for them. There's political reasons for them. And you see the year that we're heading into. And it just makes sense to me that one of these, God forbid all three of these, Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Hamas, and China, Taiwan pop off. I mean, you've got... You've got war on every front and we're not prepared for war on any front. And that's what that's what's everyone should be terrified of, of, of the thought and concept of, oh, it looks like we're going to get into this war and that. war. OK, now we're in a multiple front war. OK, well, take it way, way back. Dial it way back from that. Just just pick one. Pick whichever one you want. Are we prepared for that war? And the answers very close to if not a certain no we're not we're just not positioned well for it well we're
1: out of rockets we're out of ammo and we're out of strategic oil, strategic oil supply <laughs> so and we're also out of recruits nobody wants to join and the people that do join are disgusting fat bodies that can't pass any kind of PT training or they're transgenders yeah, yeah. so good luck and guess what's going to happen the draft is going to come back yeah and you know how many shit libs out in suburbia in their yoga pants are going to let darling little Bishop get, dra- get
0: drafted. such a perfect name for that. <laughs> well, that's the thing though. That's, that's the, you know, all these folks, they, you know, whether it's, we. you should be more gentle on the Palestinians because they're not Hamas and, 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 you know, they fly their coexist stickers on their cars and we're all the same team. So no one's going to hurt me. And then they get killed. Like the like the chick from Minnesota, like it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And you say we need to do this, and we need to do that, and you talk about policy issues that are so far above your head, and and don't have the forethought to understand. Okay, keep going down that path. Keep, yeah, keep going down. Keep getting rid of the meat eaters in the military. Keep keep aligning with these political decisions in D.C. These p- political figures in D.C. And then find out, cool, okay, yeah, now we're on a three-front war. We don't have any of the things Tom just discussed. Uh, Chief among them, personnel. So now we're starting the draft again. And your precious baby, who you've been encouraging for years to change genders, and you're meeting some resistance, thank God, is now getting drafted into the United States Armed Forces. And you're like, this isn't right, this isn't fair. You you guys bring this shit on yourselves all the time, and then you get there, and we've been telling you, hey, here's what's going to happen, so you're going to get to point A, point B, point C, and they're like, no, you're you're ridiculous. You're a conspiracy theorist. And then it happens, and they're like, help me. No. No. Don't want to help you. You're not on my team. I don't even consider—if you're that fucking stupid on all these issues, I don't even consider you American, and I don't consider you worth someone that I should spend any time thinking about and and you're like well that's super offensive and and how do that's the world we live in now. You know why we live in it? Because you put us in it. This is all on you. I didn't used to feel this way about most people and about most issues. But now because of you guys, I do. Yeah. Because any time that you bring up something crazy and it's like, yeah, but and I try and have a reasonable, not just me. Any of us have a reasonable, but what if or how about if we Meet here. It's no. There's no compromise. I hope you die. I want to put you on a list. Blah 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 blah. Like, okay, you brought us here. You brought us here. So when you when you get butt hurt and you get scared in the end and you're like, I need a friend who loves this country and who fires guns and who does stuff and who will take care of me and who's going to defend what I'm feeling this very moment. Look somewhere else because I'm not here for you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I agree. The the.
1: The tolerance that we have shown to the radical left is our own undoing in the end. Yeah look look where, look where it's ta- where it's taken us. We can't even we can't even have a rational discussion or or come to a, an agreement of what basic truth is that there are two genders. there are two sexes, a male and a female, and that's it. Now we have to have this nuanced conversation about how that's not, how biology isn't really true. And that goes back to the tolerance of the radical left. And it it goes, nobody likes to be called names and the radical left is so good at it that for most of us we're just like all right you know if we're going to I'm just going to ignore these motherfuckers and hopefully they'll go away which is what had happened in the past but for some reason we've come up in in a time in history where these dumbasses have taken root and right. and I don't think it's all of a sudden I think it's it's been a generational we've we've talked about how the, the 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 radical left has taken over different choke points in different industries the entertainment industry education government and it's it's the perfect storm and all those seeds that they've planted you know we're we're beginning to see the 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 toxic crop that they're bringing and none of us like it right now and can't believe this is happening, but it didn't happen overnight yeah.
0: Yeah, it didn't. It didn't at all. Um, uh, there's lots of good conversation going on. We talked earlier about the, the rocket strike that hit the hospital. And you had Vade, who—it's uh, just moved on me here. Vade, who said Fox News says Israeli, uh, Israeli military says it was, has proof that the rocket that destroyed the hospital came from Hamas, which we suggested earlier makes, makes sense uh, in a lot of ways. You've got some pushback. Captain Rock saying, yeah, well, when has Fox and Israel ever lied? Question mark, Smiley face. Um, or whatever face that is. Uh, Look, certainly you can't, you can't believe everything Fox says, but it does make sense that this would happen. Here's the, here's, and, and, and uh, like I said earlier, none of us are going to know on this particular issue because we're not there. We don't have the intelligence. We weren't the ones fighting unless you, there's very few people who, who, who know Exactly. At this at this point in time, what happened. But I'll just tell you, like, it's tricky is Israel does things differently. They have less rules than we do, which is good for them and for the people who are defending their country and their national sovereignty because it gives them the ability to fight back. But you'll see, I, I can recall a time where ISIS had taken over a hospital in Mosul. And they were there were some civilians there, but it was mostly them. And and we couldn't target that thing. We and we knew some bad people were in there. We had ISR up over it, looking at it all the time. We had assets going in and out. We we you know we were getting information on it, and we couldn't do anything. They're like, well, but here are all the people who are here. Well, it's a hospital, so you can't strike it because it's a there's potential casualties, and even if there's not casualties, the optics of of taking out a hospital in Mosul is not good. So it's. Uh, Look, it's wartime, so I'm not saying that Israel doesn't have the, the willpower and the the willingness and the capability to say there's there's a target and we're going to hit it, and here's why we're going to hit it. doesn't also mean that collateral damage can't happen and they made a mistake, but it's far more likely that Hamas made a mistake. And if they did, if Israel did hit it, I would just suggest to you that if, if they hit a hospital that killed that many people— so, supposed civilian casualties among them, one, sucks to be living where you guys do in the first place. That's just that's just the nature of the beast over there. You fight each other all the time. People die all the time, maybe at more scale now. But if they were actually striking it, it was really Israel, then I would suggest that there was probably some pretty strong intelligence, that there were some pretty significant operations there, and that they, Hamas, and others were hiding behind the, protect- the protective veil of being in a public facility like that, because that's how they do it. They know how to work interrogations. They know how to get out of detention. They know, hey, let's take over this facility here because at this university or this hospital the Americans won't strike us. We're protected. Right. So, I there's so many there's so many nuanced pieces to that that people have to think about and Fox is is almost never right. <laughs> Looking at you, Brett Bear, Arizona. Uh, like I, like they're almost never right, but but there's so many complications in war. There's so many complications when you're fighting extremist and Islamic groups in in particular, where it's just it's never cut and dry. It's never cut and dry. I would I would lobby to say if 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 it's Israel, it's because there was they were using that as top cover, and if it's not Israel, and it's more likely not Israel, it's Hamas, and it's just they're not as good at what they do, and it was an errant missile. Um, an errant rocket, whatever it was, whatever munition and, and that's how it went but <clears throat> but we'll see okay we're going to take our final break of the night final break of the night, we're going to come back we're going to have a topped off beverage, Tom what are you going to go with I'm going to stick with the beer, beer can't hurt you it just is that a true statement you. it'll
1: bloat you, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, one of my uh, favorite musicians of
0: all time, uh, Country Dick Montana, he used to say that. Hmm. Do you believe beer before liquor, never sicker? No. Alcohol before— I don't think so either. It's all mixing in the same pot. Yeah. It's like you pour this in first, you pour that in second, but if you do it the other way around— I mean, the only thing that I can think of is, like, you know, if
1: you're drinking a bunch of beers and you got a pretty good buzz going— and then you start doing shots and they're going down even better. You know, you lose track of the amount of shots that you're doing. Then all of a sudden you're
0: yeah. in a world of hurt. True. But that's, that's just a discipline issue. Yeah. That's not, that's not a mixing issue per se. It's a discipline issue. Um, okay. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Gretchen Smith, the founder and, and uh, not owner, that's not the right term, but the founder of Code of Vets, an amazing charity who does so much on Twitter, but not just on Twitter, for homeless veterans, veterans who can't pay their bills, veterans who are dealing with PTSD, veterans who are thinking of hurting themselves or killing themselves. She does amazing stuff, has raised over $7 million for veterans who are in need all around the globe, all around our country. We're going to talk to her. She's out in Taiwan, too, so we're going to talk about what's going on, on, on there with China and Taiwan, what folks out there in Taiwan are thinking about All of the stuff happening around the globe, stuff about our politics here in America, all that's coming up. Stick around.
3: Moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids books that teach about character, hard work and the value of being brave if you join their book of the month club you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-god pro-american values brave books will not betray your trust your children and your grandchildren will thank you remember the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave This one's on me, bud.
7: My Towels solved the problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wouldn't dry you that's why i made my towels they actually work they're soft and they absorb and now i'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels what makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with hundred percent long staple shapir cotton Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com
8: Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a this is my show challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub Com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. Attention, Americans. Breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy
0: Welcome back folks definitely our favorite short here right now you go through seasons <laughs> that's our favorite short right now uh, hit that like button if you have not already make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you are watching on preferably you're over on rumble uh, where we tend to engage the most with the audience it's drew Burquist, or excuse me it's rumble.com forward slash drew um but we we're happy wherever you are whether you're on rvm rumble my facebook my youtube some other platform that I don't even know we're streaming to. I don't care where you are. We're just damn glad that you're here. Uh, And I'm really excited about someone else who's here. Because joining us now is my friend, someone who's been on multiple times. She's the founder of Code of Vets. She's a U.S. Air Force veteran. She's way across the world right now. She's Gretchen Smith, and she joins us now. Gretchen, thanks for being here.
6: Hi, Jerry. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's awesome having you. Um... Really pumped to have you. It's 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 been a while. Um, I think it was just before you were going overseas. In fact, um, so really excited to have you here, and really just excited about everything that you're doing. We've been trying to to make some pivots and some changes with the shows, and not that we haven't had you on before, but we're trying to really hit on some issues. And and one of the issues that's most important to me, and obviously you, more more so you, is taking care of those who have served for us and. Even though you've done it before on this show, I'd love for you just to describe the journey of starting Code of Vets, why you started it, what it is, and then we'll get into some more specifics that, you know, questions that Tom and I have for you.
6: Sure, yeah, so my dad is the inspiration of Code of Vets. I started a Twitter page and talked about his journey. He was a combat vet, airborne infantry, and he lost his battle with PTSD. So I wanted to do something to honor his life. And so what I did initially was just share his story and it really resonated in the veteran community out in the social media world. And they began to share their stories and they began to share their needs. So it organically evolved to a nonprofit. That's not what I set out for, but that's what it turned into. And it's turned into something incredibly uh, beautiful thing. It's way beyond me, it has a life of its own. My partner, Dr. Cindy and I, uh, Dr. Cindy Walter and I work every day, seven days a week for these veterans, thousands of veterans. And it's just, it's a very effective way to assist veterans because we do it in real time. There's not another vet charity out there that operates the way that we do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, it was, I remember when I first heard about it and when I first met you way back and hearing it's a charity that's operated on on twitter and was just thinking wow like okay that's um that's different that's unique because most people do it a different way it's a website and it's a fundraising event and it's it's emails and newsletters and all those things and you you just kind of upset the the way that people did it and you did it in such a different way and you've made a huge impact again over seven million dollars raised for veterans which is just you've got to i mean how good i mean i know that you're you're a very humble person, and you do this. You take no paycheck by that. I mean, you're just all the stuff that you do, and 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 the heart and soul that you pour into this is amazing. But it's got to feel so good knowing what you guys have accomplished.
6: Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of it. <laughs> I could talk about it all day. Yeah, it, yeah. I had no idea this would work. You know, I, did, I didn't know, but it just really exploded, and I, people and people really do feel the genuineness about from kind of that. And it really is a heart mission so we get out there we share the veterans they are vetted by my partner and once she goes through that vetting process she sends them to me and i raise the funds i share their face a a snippet of their story and what their need is and donors respond because they know the money is going to where it's supposed to be and it's not just about the money dream we also assist them behind the scenes and securing their lives long-term, whether it's getting them canceling or getting them into a facility like Camp Hope to address their PTSD issues, helping them find a job, setting them up with their benefits that they have earned, um, because that's such a, the VA is so complicated to navigate. So we really do try to do everything we can to secure them for the rest of their lives.
0: I love that, because there are, I mean, it's not a one-size-fits-all Problem and not a one-size-fits-all solution. Everyone deals with different things. It's I, I see stuff from you. Hey, this this person's short on electricity bill. This person is in a car thinking of killing themselves. This person is fill in the blank. All of these these issues, and it it. I mean, it just it takes such a heart to recognize these issues and then to find ways to address them and to do it like you do all the time. I mean, right now, again, you're, you're overseas, you're on the opposite side of the world, which is why it's daylight for for Gretchen and we're here drinking in the studio. Um, she's again, the more responsible <laughs> one, but, but it's daylight over there for you. I mean, you've got to be working a different, uh, it's got to be disruptive somewhat to your schedule and how you, you run this, this organization when you're all the way over there.
6: Oh my gosh, it's been crazy. It's been tough trying to make the adjustment. It's a 12-hour time difference. So, it's that's been the challenge, but we're getting it done. Um, we found my partner and I we found, you know, our rhythm while I'm here for 2 years. I'll be back next year, so time does go by pretty fast. But again, yeah, being in Taiwan has definitely been difficult with dealing with the, the veteran issues and getting code of vets, you know, just that maintenance of keeping it keeping it running because when I deal with my CPA firm or our auditing firm or whatever I need to take care of. The the time difference is huge. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. We, yes. Yeah. It's crazy. So I have a very small window to, to call and, you know, to to take care of the business that I have to on a on a weekly basis. So anyway, it's it's been a little bit of a challenge, but I wouldn't have it anyway. I love I love doing this.
0: Well, it's got to be just so rewarding when you when you see something come to fruition. You see, and it's like anything, right? And and not to this this level, but there's lower lower examples where you see a need, you see something that has to be done around the house, it gets done, it looks better, and then you're happy. This is next level. This is I see a need. This person oh, yeah. is struggling. We've gotten it fixed, and and this is this this is this is such a huge deal. Uh, and and again, when I see the people. Um, who are out there, and I don't see the people that you see and, and the amount that you see. I see people I've served with and worked with overseas, and you see the struggles that are there, and and they're different for everyone, and and and, and the one thing is, is you always, the, the the common denominator is always you feel alone, you feel misunderstood or not understood at all, and you feel like no one's looking out for you, and the fact that there's an organization out there like Code of Vets and someone like you is just remarkable, and because it's so needed and 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 you 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 don't get it unless you get it and you do get it and you've you've served your family has served so you 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 get all of that but i just i i know for myself and for all of us here we're we're just so grateful for for all that you do we're grateful to know you we're hopeful that we can come alongside of you and and do more to help everything that you're doing because it's just it's just freaking awesome what you are doing
6: Thanks, Drew. I appreciate it. We can get, we can use all the support we can get because it, it really is. Sometimes it's overwhelming. It's a heavy load. Um, we deal with life and death issues, um, and sometimes just very small needs, uh, just to get a veteran back on track. But yeah, we. I think most people recognize the the level of the, the severity of the issue out there right now, especially with post COVID. Uh, the the shutdowns harmed millions of americans including the ve- veterans and now all of the inflation that we're dealing with it's historic and we're we're just taking a day at a time we're overwhelmed by needs, but we we literally take on one bet at a, at a time and try to support as many as we can but yeah we we love to get our mission out there more and partner with you guys
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely well we're going to do it here at the show for sure this is my show uh, but also as, as a network, there's some stuff you and I've talked off, offline about it, and we're going to work on that this week. But we're going to try and do more as, as Red Voice Media and the RVM network as well. But I'll, Tom, I think Tom's got, a, um, Tom's got a question for you or, or something to say here. Gretchen. Okay. Hey, Gretchen, how are you doing? How are things in
1: Good, Taiwan? What a, Taipei is one of my favorite cities in, in the entire world.
6: Oh wow. <laughs> we're in Ta- we're in Taichung by the way, Taichung.
1: Oh, uh, uh, okay, right on. Uh my question to you is when it comes to the treatment for PTSD, are you seeing any kind of advancements other than like, you know, pharmaceuticals or uh, getting more into like maybe uh microdosing psilocybin or DMT or any kind of treatments like that? And is there has there been uh, a progression in trying to help vets with, with sort of unconventional ways, uh, ways of uh, treating PTSD?
6: I, yeah, I, 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 we do see a variety of different ways to treat these vets. And we've really just, we've got one strong partner that we truly believe in a holistic approach, and it's Camp Hope out in Houston, Texas. And they, what they do is they treat the entire veteran, the you know, heart, minds, and spirituality as well. And and they, they will use medication or send them um, outside for their facility to get the medication that they need. But they try to do it a multi-pronged approach. And we find that they have been incredibly successful with the program that they've set up. It's six months of, of residential treatment, it's intense. And it's really difficult for these veterans to commit to that because they have families or even if they don't, what about their bills for six months? So that's where Code of Vets comes in and we try to assist in that area while they're working on themselves. So for us, so yeah, there's been advancements and we've seen all different kinds of programs out there. But for us, um, especially my partner, she has her PhD in public health. So she's done her research and we have found that this program really touches every part of a veteran, uh, their their lives, and who they are as a human being. So that's where we've seen the most success and that's where we wanna put our time and energy to because we feel like these veterans have uh, the highest success rate and they have long-term success because they really do walk away with the tools that they need on every level to maintain a healthy, um, pr- productive life.
1: Right. And I, I, I'm, i you know, I, I, I am not one who's an expert in mental health by any stretch of the imagination. You don't say. But I, I, I feel like like the holistic approach where it's, you know, mind, body and soul is very beneficial. And it, it just seems to me that it, all those have to be working in unison at the same time to, to be able to, to, to help the human spirit to, to be able to move on and deal with whatever issue that you have at that moment and 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 for myself uh I would think that the success rate has got to be you know pretty pretty high up there for you guys in in the in the vets that go down that road
6: Oh yeah it is we haven't found another program that it can outdo um, Camp Hope. So that's why we have, we're just, we walk alongside them and we assist them. as many of those vets going through that program as we can. And um, right now they're, they're our top priority because you know what? They're putting that, that foot forward and saying, I'm willing to sacrifice six months of my life. I am serious about getting the help that I need. But in return, i'm going to need help getting up and functioning financially when i get out and that's where we are like yeah absolutely yes we will do everything that we can to assist in that part of your journey so yeah the heart-minded soul you know we can't just have them go to the va and have and what they do is they throw meds at them and there there is therapy but they leave a piece of it out a component but and they also treat them like a herd of cattle you know it's so it's really important that these veterans are treated as individuals. They they all have their own walks of life. They've all grown up with different childhoods and different experiences. So that's what we look at is you know they're they're unique, and we really appreciate the fact that Camp Hope treats them um, that way. They they're not herded through like the VA system. It's a much smaller facility. So that's that's where we find the most success.
0: Yeah, well, because you're you're right. I mean there. It the va look and to say that the va gets nothing right which you didn't say um we we pick on them and and other people that we know pick on them is is probably wrong there's some things they get right but it is it's it they 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 just inundate people with 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 drugs treat them the same everyone's the same you're okay you, you where were you how long were we there here you go take to take this pill that pill and that pill um and it leads to so many other problems they don't get individual care the way that they should so the individual way that you guys do it and, and taking it in kind of that holistic approach is it, it just it, – it, honestly, it's not like is it this way or that way better? It's, no, it's 100% this way is better. You have to treat that person at their core level and, and speak to them on an individual level and not just be like box checked, check out with that nurse over there, you know, you know, get, your, get your shit, and then, and then take it you know, every day, twice a day. And you'll just forget all this stuff because you'll be numb and eventually you'll want to do awful things. And then you're going to need someone like Code of Vets because they they take you down a different path. It's, and and I, I, I'm not a big fan of it whatsoever. But you guys I mean, you guys have come up even in and you were sending some information to me the other day, even in some crises. Right. You've got individual crises that happen. You've got you've got natural disasters that happen. You had. You guys had to step up and help a bunch of people in Maui. Obviously, wildfires there, natural disaster happens. They need they need their prescriptions. Whether they're the right prescriptions or not for the season that they're in, they need their prescriptions. They need the help that they need at that time. You could talk about how you guys stepped up in Maui.
6: Yeah, for for the past uh, sixty days or so, we've been assisting with veterans on in Maui that we are aware of, and we're getting around. You know, they talk to each other, and again, I go back to my partner, Dr. Cindy Walter. The woman is brilliant. She has many connections because of her career, and she was able to assist all of these veterans with uh, working out solutions for their prescriptions because two of the three post offices in that area they were they're gone. They were burned down. So. We had to find alternative ways, and we had to figure out how do we get these prescriptions. Because when you are on um, your your meds, you there there needs to be consistency. If not, that's where you run into issue with the, with the su- suicidal ideation, or if they're diabetic, whatever the case may be, heart medication. So we dealt with all of that for the past couple months. We really focused on getting those vets that we were aware of in Maui their medication on time, and we were able to do it. Um, but again. Um, you know, we we I have an advocate who knows what she's doing, and she's willing to give her time and energy to these vets. But it, 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 but it's great to have orgs like us around for events like that because otherwise they would be going without their meds, which compounds the problems they already have with losing their homes.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, being small and being nimble is is a huge advantage, and it's a huge advantage that you guys have I want to talk to you about some other stuff here um, but what what's the best way for people to get involved with what you're doing at code of vets help out code of vets get you know all of those things where, where's the best vehicle is it Twitter or where, I'll let you I'll let you respond
6: yeah Twitter is our primary mode of interacting with our donors and sharing the missions that it, it's huge if it, I I'm telling you right now it's worth to create a Twitter page specifically for a code of vet it is a god thing it's wonderful to see these veterans I put them out there and then in a matter of two to five days i'm sending out their funds and they are just beyond grateful and like you said many of them feel isolated alone but when their funding comes in it's really not about the money which they really they which are overjoyed about it's about knowing that your country cares about you your veteran uh, community gives a damn about you that there's yeah. people out there that realize you know you're in a tough Spot, so that for that that piece of it for me is the most sacred part and uh, feel free to go to our website code and make a donation we operate on two percent i don't think it gets much better than that no and we could use every dollar we can get so and we, we we're very frugal with the money so anyway uh, yeah please support us oh and drew i have fantastic news so we have officially partnered with old glory bank and they are going to be processing our donations for us. And this is a significant thing for CodaVets because we lost a lot of our donors when PayPal came out with their policy about spreading misinformation on social media with your accounts. They were going to punish um, their account holders with up to $2,500 fine. That is crazy, that's absurd. So we were really harmed in that process but now we're trying to put mechanisms in place that give donors other options um, outside of PayPal.
0: I love that so old glory bank
6: yes oldglorybank.com, yes. yes okay. and you can find the yeah you can find the donation link on code of Vets, our okay. website yeah
0: so yeah so go to code you can go there and I mean I mean really the the way I've seen it, and I you, please correct me if I'm wrong but you know, you you see all of these different campaigns that pop up uh, these days. The the worst example, but I'm going to just bring it up is is there was a GoFundMe Tom um, in New York where the Antifa dude was stabbed. The girlfriend did nothing, and then she started a GoFundMe to go oh. raise funds for her and her friends to go to the funeral. Uh, yes, <laughs> not not to take care of the funeral, just for them to travel to it. But Point being, joking aside, you see all these things, give, send, go, GoFundMe pop up, and people help these instances. You guys essentially do that, but it's very laser-focused on the veteran issue, and you do it through your funding mechanisms. So for people who are like, hey, I don't know what I can afford to help with, follow Gretchen, follow Code of Vets on Twitter, go to the site, just donate there if you want to. But if you follow it there, you'll see the needs. Hey, this guy is dealing with this right now. Here is the financial need that we have. Have for this individual, and and it's not. Hey, Drew, Doug, Tom, whoever. I don't know who Doug is, but I'm just. I'm sure he's a great guy. Like you, you don't need to do it all. It's everyone chips in to cover that amount for that person and to change their day, to change their month, and hopefully change kind of the trajectory of their life.
6: That's right, right. Because yeah, we're operating in real time, so we're touching that veteran's life at their lowest point. And a lot of the vets we deal with are suicidal or they're thinking about that way out because they are stuck um, in a situation they can't find a way to go forward. So, yeah, $2,000 to get them into an apartment, pay their utilities fees, um, and giving them that opportunity and a second shot at life is huge for them. So, yeah, it really is life-changing.
0: Yeah. No, I I just, I love it. Again, couldn't be more proud of everything you've done over the years. I'm grateful to know you, to call you a friend, to to just see everything that you're doing, because it, it really I mean, if it doesn't, if there's someone out there in the audience, and I don't think there is in this audience because it's a it's a badass audience. But if there's someone out there that this doesn't just touch you, you know, in a in a meaningful way, then I would I would say you probably need to go get some get get checked out. Like there's there's something happening there, uh, because what they're doing is, is absolutely amazing. But I, I want to pivot to some some other other stuff here, because you are in Taiwan. Name the city again. Taichung. Taichung. Um, I think I ate that yesterday. Um, but the, the, so you're, you're out there. There's obviously some drama in the region to say the least. We've got a, a war going between Israel and Hamas that could spiral into a war throughout the Middle East. I hope it doesn't. Uh, we've talked a great deal about that tonight. Uh, we've got Ukraine and Russia. There's so much conflict, but there's, there's potential, right? And, and some might argue a pretty likely potential, of china coming into taiwan i know that's not why you're here tonight but i I just wanted to ask you because you are what's kind of the mindset of people on taiwan in taiwan from 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 with all this rhetoric all the conversation what they're seeing with with warships in the region the spicy rhetoric from from xi and 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 the folks in china is is there a a concern there or do people just kind of go about their daily lives
6: Yeah. For decades, this has been a threat for the Taiwanese. So they, I think they have become complacent. Um, but in the past year or so, there's definitely been a shift in the, the mood here on the island amongst the Taiwanese. And they, they, they still honestly don't believe it will happen, but they feel like with the leadership in place with the United States, it has become a possibility. So they are starting to shift um, away from it will never happen. So it's interesting to talk to the different Taiwanese to see to get their perspective of it. Joe and I personally, we have go bags ready <laughs> because we we just want to be prepared. We do not, you know, we're not chicken little, but we know it is a true possibility. So we want to be able to get out as quickly as possible. But the Taiwanese, they, you know, they they want to keep status quo. They want to. They're very family or community oriented. They they act as very collectively. So they, they just want to be left alone, live their lives, take care of their families, work, prepare for retirement. They they honestly don't want to have to deal with China, but it looks like you know in the near future they may have to. Right. Uh, so it's they they have a different mindset than Americans. You know they're not as independent and rugged as we are or forceful. Um, they're they're meek, uh, humble people, very accommodating. So it's it's just been really interesting to be here during this uh, period of time. Um, I think it, I think it's historic what we're witnessing, because I think China is serious. Um, so we'll we'll see how it plays out. We're going to be here for another year. Um, I hope nothing happens during that time frame. But again, if it does, we're just going to try to um, leave and get to get out as quickly as possible.
0: So so what does that look? For, I, I I totally agree. By the way, I hope nothing happens either. First and foremost, for your your safety and your husband's safety, but but also for for the region and what the implications would be across the board. What does that look like, though? I mean, you guys are kind of isolated. I mean, you're you're on an island. I mean, like, how, how do what is you got your go bags? You need to be prepared mentally. What what even happens if you're you're an American or you're whoever, any kind of expat who's over there? What does that look like in in the worst? I mean, have you got? And not you don't have to give away your details and plans, by the way, but. But that, that's kind of a uh, you know a concerning thing because you're you're kind of just locked in there. If, if China encircles Taiwan, like what does that look like?
6: Yeah, you know it's it's a it's a little bit disconcerting at times. I let it get to me, and but for the most part, day to day, we're fine. But our, the state U.S. State Department is supposed to send us a message to evacuate or to leave the island. It you know if they feel like something is imminent. However, I don't necessarily trust the current administration. I, I don't know if they're gonna let us know in time or even give us the warning at all. You can look what happened in Afghanistan. They left Americans behind. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about that. I mean, we are on a list um, to be notified. They are where we are here. Um, we are on a list at the, um, the embassy. It's an informal embassy uh, here on, on the island. But, and they're supposed to let us know as well but again, it just you know, given how this administration has responded to other emergencies, I feel like they have failed um, many Americans. So, we're our goal would just be to get to the airport, which is two and a half hours from where we live, as quickly as possible. And even that would be a challenge if there was some sort of invasion or um, attack, <laughs> because every we have no vehicle. We do not have a car on this island. We we rely on public transportation so i would imagine that communication and public transportation would be one of the things that would be taken out first first you know it'd be that would be the first thing to go yeah so i you know we we understand you know that risk but again all we can do is rely on you know on each other and we just we have we have somewhat of a plan in place but i do not i don't want to share that
0: no no i and i don't want you to either (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if I tell you what, I wish we were like in like, I don't want to be like Oprah, but if we were in the Oprah phase, what I would, what I would say is, is that we're sending you a horse. Um, you're going to have a horse. So you have a we could need transportation a boat. and a boat. Yeah. A boat makes more, way more sense. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> first go to the boat. We are literally our studio is at a Marina um, and I went straight to horse, um, but <clears throat> whatever. Um, but but yeah, I mean that's it's it's got to be wild in two and a half hours. I mean when when something's popping off and shit's gone crazy, that's 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 a long journey to to make whether you've got your own transportation or not. So so pretty pretty wild. Uh, what what do people? Last question I've got yeah. for you, and then we'll I'll let you get on with your day there since it is actually day. Um, wh- what do people think about? I guess you kind of alluded to it earlier, but what do they think about the politics going on here in America? Because obviously we're a much in a much weaker state right now. We've got someone who can't even walk upstairs uh, for the love of God. Um, That's got to have an impact on, on a whole lot because if America's not strong, people can agree with it, disagree with it or like they can, let's say they can like it or dislike it. But when America's not strong, everyone's kind of in jeopardy and right now we're not strong. So is, is that feeling, does that permeate, does that get out into the, the local population there?
6: Oh yeah, that, that's part of the reason that the Taiwanese, that mood has shifted here on the island is that they see the weak leadership in the United States and it has a, a, a direct impact on them because they rely on us as allies and they see us as a, you know, a protector, a defender and they do not know if this current administration will step up and do the right thing. Um, so, yeah, it, it has made them um, shift away from being not concerned at all, to, you know, having the conversations of, you know, hey, this could be an, a new era we're entering to. Um, because the tensions do continue to escalate and they don't see Biden, Biden stepping up to the challenge. So they are they're a little bit more concerned uh, and we we see it in the conversations we have there's they're starting to mention politics a little bit more whereas before they didn't feel the need to talk about it. Right. Um, and US leadership is huge in our and in, in around the globe. It's you know we have an impact everywhere and Joe and I've really learned that since we've been here in Taiwan that when you have weak leadership in America it really does impact um, countries around the world, and Taiwan is a, a territory that is concerned right now. Yeah. And, and we do not know what's going to happen moving forward. We have what, another almost two years of his leadership, or lack of, I should say. And I would not be surprised if she takes action during the rest of his term, because it would make sense.
0: Right. Well, that's that's the concern, and that's the concern if I were you, I would have. And that's the concern that I have for you and for the, the people of Taiwan is if, if you're any enemy, you know, she in this case, but it could be any situation anywhere on the planet, you, you're you looking at it and you say, okay, it's, we're, we're, November's coming up, we're a year from November from the election, you know, call it January, obviously, when, when the inauguration happens. We've got just over a year to accomplish what we want to accomplish, assuming things change in America. And my other concern is that they're not going to change in America, but- I hope and pray they do. But assuming assuming the worst, we've got just over a year to make this happen, uh, you're going to have people take some shots. You're going to have people say, OK, let's go for it, because what's America going to do? Nothing. And, that's, and right. that's obviously the the big concern. Scary that's terms. right.
6: Yeah, yeah. exactly. It is very scary. Look at Russia and Ukraine. I don't think that would have happened under Trump's watch. I don't think this Hamas attack would have happened under Trump's watch. Our enemies are stepping up and taking action because of the lack of leadership.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, and it sounds weird, but it's like you almost can't blame them. It's like if you were in their shoes, you would do the same thing. Yeah. I, I hate that they are. and Absolutely. And we all do. Yeah. But if, 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 if roles were reversed, that's what I'd be doing. Like, get what you want. What, whatever you want, go get it right now because this is the time to do it. America's Week. Um, you're not weak, though. What you're doing is amazing. You're such a strong and, and courageous person. So grateful for your service to this country. So gr- Oh, Tom's got last, a last thing here. I've got a last thought, Gretchen. I told you that I
1: love Taipei City, and I want to know. I've always wanted to try this restaurant, and I would like to know if you've been there. The place is called the Modern Toilet. <laughs> Have you heard of that restaurant in the Shalin District? <laughs>
6: No, I have not. But I have to tell you, the squatty potties over here have blown my mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the only restaurant in the world that is toilet themed. So every, all the bowls and the plates and there are oh all shaped goodness. like toilets.
0: So appetizing.
6: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That is so funny. I'll, ha- I'll have to check it out next time we're in Taipei. But again, going back to toilets, I'm Really different over here. Yeah, the, <laughs> no. the squatting
1: pants have a. They take a while to get used to,
0: It always watch yes. your step.
6: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yes. Sage, sage <laughs> advice to finish up this interview. Um, if you got nothing else, hopefully you got that. No, uh, Gretchen, we're so grateful for you coming by. So grateful for everything you do. We hope and pray that the rest of your time there over the next year is extremely safe. You come home. When you come home, we'll have to get you in the studio so you can sit here on the couch and and have a drink and hang out with us and and be a part of the shenanigans Absolutely. here in person. But again, thanks for all that you do. Thanks for spending time with you. And we will definitely do this again. And we'll obviously be in touch about some of the other stuff we've, we've talked about.
6: Sounds good, Drew. Thank you.
0: You got it. All right, folks, make sure that you check out Code of Vets. Go on Twitter, at Code of Vets. It's easy. I put it in the chat. I'll put it back in there in a second. Actually, I'll put it back in there right now because I can, and I've got fingers and a computer. Um, special things. I don't know if you guys have those, but I do. Code of Vets on Twitter, and then it's codeofvets.com where you can get involved and support everything that Gretchen and the crew is doing. Uh, they're just doing such an amazing job. I, I couldn't be more proud to, to be a friend of Gretchen's. We couldn't be more proud as a show, as a network, to be... Uh, associated with everything that she's doing, so uh, uh, greatly appreciate her coming on tonight. It was it was great having her. Uh, Disco's got something he's throwing our way, something popping off during the interview. Disco, tell me about it, or don't. That's fine. You don't oh, have
2: to. You know, sorry, I couldn't get to the mute button quick enough. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So uh, uh, apparently, Alec Baldwin is going to be getting charged for manslaughter again
0: is going to go say. through all that
9: mm-hmm.
0: yeah
2: who would have thought right
0: interessante interessante yeah. indeed uh,
2: I'm, I'm i'm trying to read up more on it as as you guys were talking and everything and i just was blown away like oh so why wh- why again <laughs> but we know why <laughs> but it's like what's going you on someone
0: here? i mean i'm just
2: <laughs> just a guess i'm just throwing it out there <laughs> So yeah, it, uh, here it is. Sorry, it was New Mexico prosecutors on Tuesday said they intended to recharge Alec Baldwin with. And so they're going to try to. They're going to do it again. That's what they tried for. they They're going to do it again. There's still no date as to when that'll happen. When when he'll see trial again, but um, yeah. So that's that's uh, interesting to see.
0: That that is interesting. I'm sending you something here too, real quick. I'll send it via email.
1: Um, There's also a lot of shenanigans going on in Istanbul right now. There's protests outside the Israeli embassy. Yes, firing fireworks at it. Lots of people running around trying to to breach the embassy.
0: Well, and you had you had one of the things we were going to get to earlier and didn't. Um, was Israel has told people in in throughout Turkey, but particularly with, within Istanbul to get out, get back home to Israel now uh, it, because of, of stuff that they were starting to see develop and happen there? and and that is. It's super concerning. It's super concerning to see that. I'm trying to see if I can pull up what I had there because there was a statement on it um, And it was earlier, and here it is, yeah. Israeli National Security Council warns Israelis against traveling to Turkey, calls them to leave immediately all caps, the continuing threat and amid the escalation of the Iranian intentions to harm Israelis in Turkey, with an emphasis on Istanbul. If you're already in Istanbul, return to Israel as soon as possible. If you planned a trip to Istanbul, cancel it. No vacation is worth risking your life for tourism to Turkey. Uh, tur- tourism to Turkey is important for both countries, but they also understand that there are risks that must not be taken. So, yeah, the risk being Erdogan being an Islamicist. Right. Yes.
2: Yes. And, so, I, and it's weird because Tom last week off camera, didn't you ask if, like, should we go on a trip to Istanbul? I thought you like you asked
0: us that. Gosh, in the I love studio. the airport lounge in Istanbul. <laughs> I know I always talk about it, but I love
2: it. And, that, you know, and that's what you said. You said that. I said I've always wanted to go, and now we can't.
0: Yeah, I, no. I enjoy. Well, we're not standpoint. Israeli, but it's still not a, a wise time to go. I'm sure we've yeah. got <laughs> our own uh, travel advisory out there as well. I was just saying that I like Istanbul myself. Yeah. The very. Do we have any Turkish delight around here? I don't believe so. Damn it! This is bullshit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's weird that Erdogan,
1: being the Islamist that he is, and also Turkey being a member of NATO, it's all. The
0: world is a really fucked up place. <laughs> it, it it absolutely is, hundred um, percent. So you've but you've got that you've got unrest in in Turkey specifically at Istanbul, and you've got Israelis the potential the the potential of 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 their embassy being overrun. You've got people being told to to leave the country. Don't come if you're already there. Leave if you're coming. Don't come. And, and then we, I told you earlier, there's people who had lit the gates of the U.S. Embassy in Beirut, Lebanon, on fire. Well, apparently, this video right here apparently is a mob of people, and this was hours ago, headed towards the U.S. Embassy in Lebanon, uh, in Beirut specifically. Check, check, check out this. File. I don't know if there's audio or not, but it there is. vehicles Whoa. some of those are vehicles i can't tell from that footage what's vehicle and like motorcycle or like tuck tuck or what's a what's a human if that's in fact again this is from twitter twitter's not real sometimes there's real shit that happens on there but most most of it has to be taken with a grain of salt if that's in fact a mob headed towards the u.s embassy that's not good that's not good
1: not good at all and I think we're going to be seeing more of these demonstrations throughout the Mideast. and and hopefully nothing escalates from here, but you know everybody everybody in the entire world knows that Biden is a complete nitwit and right. is not in charge of anything he He can't even go to the bathroom by himself, so they know it it, it goes back to what we are talking about earlier in the show, with no consequences with anything you have now you've got every jerk around the world who's like granddad is running the joint we can do whatever we want to Americans or to Israelis or to, to Jewish people here in the United States because they feel like there are no consequences right. and that's a direct result of Joe
0: Biden it is do whatever to whoever you want it, it's uh, and, and Gretchen said it too it's just I, 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 we always talk about it man it's not that freaking hard there's complicated issues yes israel palestine and the dispute over land and territory there it is complicated i'm not going to say that's not complicated but but how 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 enemies and 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 global conflict tends to work on the surface level the starting point and 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 the and kind of the initial response if you will all of that it's not that hard yeah they people see weakness they take advantage people see strength they sit back and wait. I mean, there, there's, there, you 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 can't put enough emphasis on that, and that's just that's freaking where we are right now. And you're you're seeing all of that. Predators prey on weakness. You you know you always see the
1: the wounded wildebeest who gets you know separated from from the rest of the herd limping along, and all of a sudden, boom! All the lions are on him. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing with this. You know, Biden's a wounded wilder beast that somehow made it through, you know, the crossing of the crocodiles and, you know, got part of his Achilles snapped off and the herd has run away from him and he's kind of like uh waiting for the lions to uh to pounce.
0: Yeah. I, the, the noise effect was great, too. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> speaking of Speaking of the noise, the noise or the, the the sound that Tom just made kind of sounds like Nancy Sonoma, who is one of our press corps members for the post-show press conference. Just so you know, the post-show press conference has not gone away. We're going to be doing it more frequently on social media and on the various channels, Rumble, YouTube, um, Twitter, etc., where we'll share those videos. Because we, we frequently have run out of time on the shows or had something you know it's just it's just it's going to be easier for us to do it that way so sometimes it'll be in the show sometimes it'll be there we haven't sunsetted that um we've had some fun with it so we're going to continue to do it just in a little bit of a different um a little bit of a different setting all right it's eight forty-five in the p.m and we're going to wrap it up we've had a fun show it's been great it was great to have gretchen again go to CodeVets.com. It's in the the Rumble chat. It's code of vets, uh, C-O-D-E-V-E-T-S dot com. Uh, Go check them out. Give them some love. Follow them on Twitter, at code of vets, and support all the amazing stuff you do. I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, you you see charities who are like, well, we we only take 23% or we only take 30%, 2%. That's amazing. It it doesn't exist. That's like, that's freaking alien. Uh, the way that they do it, and then what they do is is so so good. So, please before, do before
1: we wrap it up, it up. I just want I just this just came across pro Palestinian protesters attack police in Barcelona, Spain. Multiple gunshots heard as protesters attempt to attack police vehicles before reinforcements can arrive. Hmm. So Spain is yeah.
0: coming. Spain was con- conquered once. It's gonna get interesting. Stay frosty out there, my friends. Not just overseas. Pay time. I mean, you look at all the protests that have happened here. Oh, look! I mean, we just what talked about what cropped up it.
1: today in Dallas.
0: Yeah, Dallas yeah. of all places. A big one. Yes, a big one. Dallas, Chicago, all so many American cities. New York, of course, New York, but all these cities—they've happened don't think that stuff can't pop off where you are. And it's, it's even a bigger issue because then people are like, well, I'm not in any of those big metropolitan cities. You guys always tell us to get out of big cities and either we never were there or we did get out and we're somewhere safe or we're in a red community. It still means that you got to keep your head on a swivel. It may, you've made a good decision or you did a long time ago. Yes. But, but the, the, it can never happen to me. Mindset is the worst mindset you could ever have Hope it never does. Pray it never does. Um, but <clears throat> don't don't live by that. Don't live by that. And, you know, expect, expect the worst hope for the best. And we will expect to see all of you here tomorrow, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Wednesday. We'll be here tomorrow. We'll be here Thursday. Some fun stuff, some great guests. Tomorrow night, Brianna Morello, who has been amazing, has worked for Major League Baseball, Fox News. She's produced a bunch of shows in conservative media. She's been on the show before. Good friend. She's got her own show now. She's going to be on the show tomorrow. Thursday night, Wayne Dupree is going to be on the show, uh, our friend from the RVM Network here, uh, and someone who's who's been in, in conservative media for for quite some time, also an Air Force veteran like Gretchen. So lots of great stuff coming up the rest of the week. We can't wait to bring all of it to you. Thanks so much for coming along the journey with us, not just today, but into this new time slot and into all that we've been doing over the last several you know, weeks, months, years uh, as a part of this show. So have a wonderful night. If you're driving somewhere, be safe, be smart, be free. Even if you're not driving somewhere, I say that all the time. Just be safe, be smart, be free. We'll see you tomorrow.